Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a So, it certainly is. I'm in 4G Radio, episode 594, for March 23rd, 2020, and boy, welcome we to We probably won't be here next week, will we? Yeah, 2020. Yep. Holy shit. We'll be dead. What, what a year. Yeah. You know, I never want to hear anybody curse 2019's name again. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I keep seeing those memes like, "Oh, twee twee." So it's like somebody turned the simulation back on, or someone, you know, someone's, you know, someone's fucked up the matrix or something. Yeah, so <sighs> like, everything has gone wrong. Yeah, that's how it feels, right? So mm-hmm. on the show this week, we have a full house because it takes a pandemic to get us together. We've <laughs> yeah, got no one else. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Think. That's bullshit. I, I'm here generally. All of it's us. A, it's a it's pandemic. Perfect. To bring quality to the show. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we still don't have Gambus. Yeah, I was going to say, you notice that even in a pandemic, Gambus is still not here. Gambus is the one fighting the pandemic right now. That's right. Yeah. Fist fighting Fist, it, Yeah, I was going to say, God. He can't, so we should probably bust his ass because his excuse for missing the show has always been, I have to go to church or I'm doing, you know, things with my, with other people like getting together for game nights or something else. I'm like, you can't do any of those things right now. Right. So come on the show. Right. Gambus Cod. He's out there. Well, you know why? He's out there shirtless with a um, bandana tied around his head and uh, his fists taped and dipped in glass like in Kickboxer uh, <laughs> fighting the coronavirus. Yeah. Going toe-to-toe with COVID. Who, who's, who's better to... To fight this virus, <laughs> I just I just imagine like a, a anime scene of like they start at the feet and they slowly pan up and you have coronavirus whatever it looks like in one corner and then it pans up the Gambus he goes what's up <laughs> it, pans up, it pans up to Gambus in a silk Dragon Ball Z shirt that's right <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those silk shirts baby. I do uh, also like the fact that now, because of what's happened, every podcast in the world sounds as crap as ours. Yeah, because everybody's recording from remote locations. Yep. <laughs> Yay. But on the show, we have we have Anthony. Hey, how's it going? We have Drew. Yes. We have John. Yep. And we have Ryan, in case you didn't recognize everybody. <laughs> no, that's not a good oh, start. that's it. Get out. Get, get out. Everybody, everybody's gonna give you the stink eye. Yeah, it's a bad time for allergies, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it is a <laughs> yeah. horrible time for allergies. 
Which is hilarious because if you sneeze, that's not a symptom. No. Right. And no, people still look is, at you and, like you're the devil. You know, you sneeze. That's that old cough when you just don't cough because every eye then suddenly turns upon you. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Don't cough. Yeah. It's also a bad time to have indigestion like I do because my indigestion makes me cough every now and then. <laughs> and uh, mm. I get some weird looks. I mean, you got uh, to give yourself weird looks too because you're like, do I have it? Do I have it? Do I yeah. have it? Then you, no. then you go get then you go have to pay three hundred dollars to go get tested, <laughs> or be an NBA player. That's true. Of which I am not. So, yeah. can, can I can I mention something real quick? Because okay. I like I I I've been, I've seen it being passed around. I see a lot of people commenting on it. And they're commenting bad things on it, and, and it should be. But that freaking video of all those celebrities singing a freaking Beatles song. Oh, the John Lennon. Song? Yeah. W- Enjoy your friggin' mansion, you know, yeah. sitting up there. Come on, guys. Also, <laughs> religion, yeah, that, just... religion is literally the furthest from the problem right now. I mean, unless you consider well, this an act of God, and then in which case, maybe. But like, I don't well, know, you, that's you, what that—that's what Imagine is about. Is about like, hey, it's a big anti uh, theism song. Like, I don't know what this has to do with this moment. Well, you um. You uh, wait until uh, you see the British version of that. It's quite funny. Uh, oh boy, I don't, don't want to see it. The Brit, no, the British comedians. They they did. They called it um, Bastaid, and um, and it's quite funny. The Will Sasso uh, has a video on his Instagram where it starts off like normal, but then it's uh, he's got like Arnold Schwarzenegger's face over his. And he's singing down with the sickness. <laughs> uh, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I need more videos of him and his tiny horses eating carrots. Yeah. <laughs> and him that in his hot cute. tub. Did you see that video? Yeah, where he's smoking the cigar. Like, that is 100% Arnold right yeah. there. And, like, the little Yorkie dog goes running past him <laughs> in the background. That is the most Arnold Schwarzenegger thing I've ever seen in my life. It's beautiful. I, did, I watched the new Terminator the, during this pandemic, and I'm like, yep, Arnie's back. This good. <laughs> He never left, really. But well, I mean, he went. He went and became a senator. You remember that stretch where he wouldn't do movies, where he was carrying a gun or anything? And yeah, when he was yeah, governor of California. Yeah. yeah. Like now, I now I feel like he's he's fully back, man. Ever since he was in the Expendables, Arnold yeah. back. Man, anyway, that, I guess... that was that was that was prime prank call material when he was running for governor of California. Because oh, absolutely. My friends and I would just call random people in Ohio. Be like, I'm running for governor. I want your vote. They'd be like, We live in Ohio. I don't care. Go vote anyway. Mail it in. Write me in. Write me in as a candidate. I'll be governor of Ohio instead. There was a time where I used there used to be a uh, commercial uh, for California. You remember whenever they used to do co- they used to yeah. do commercials for the states like come visit us, yeah. and they had they had a uh, Schwarzenegger there. He was still the governor at the time, and he was skiing, and he just says go to California. And I remember <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a a apparently he broke his leg while skiing. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and so that the joke the running joke for a few months there was come to California and ski with me. We'll break our legs. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous <laughs> stuff like that. We'll break our legs. Break the uh, legs. All right, let's talk video games. Video games. Video games. Yeah. 
I'm assuming the show is going to... We're going to start with Drew, so I'm assuming the first half of the show is going to be devoted to Nook Industries. Yeah, Nook Industries. A whole whole bunch of games that I haven't played, so I'm just going to bow out for a little while while y'all... Ryan and Anthony not playing the new games even during a pandemic. That's true. you got to stay on brand, Ryan. That's right, 100%. It's got to be true to me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I was playing Doom on 32X. (laughs) (laughs) That is super on brand. Wow. (laughs) I, uh, yeah... So I picked up the new Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, this one's all about uh, traveling to a deserted island. They keep saying deserted island. Um, it's not. No, no. Um, and uh, you start out in a tent, uh, kind of like a, like a little camping simulator thing. And pretty soon Tom Nook's like, hey, you want to you build a house? I'm like, sure. It's okay. It'll be ready tomorrow. So I'm still waiting on that. I am. I, I'm having a house being built tomorrow, but it's. I mean, it's Animal Crossing. It's. Uh, it, once again, I. I had never played Animal Crossing before New Leaf, and when I picked it up on 3DS, I became addicted to that game. I played it every single day. Did my little daily stuff, and I think Nintendo realized how people played New Leaf, like logging in every day and 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 doing your little chores essentially. And so they just incorporated that into this game. Like the new game is all about like, here's your daily quests essentially. And, um, you can earn all different kinds of things. Obviously it's, there's tons to unlock. Um, you can earn bells on top of, uh, this new thing called a uh, nook miles, which is basically achievements. So, you know, you, you chop down this amount of wood. Or you gather this amount of something, and when you reach that milestone, they give you miles that you can then use as an extra currency. Bells is still a big currency in the game as well, but it's um, Animal Crossing is really unlike any other game. It's there is no real big objective here. I mean, you get small objectives like do this or do that, but it's really just. Enjoy your little, 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 you know, world and, and just do whatever you want. There's tons of things to do. You you can travel to other people's islands. You can, uh, you know, obviously improve your house, uh, earn new items that you can put in your house. I mean, it's when you would describe it to somebody, especially who doesn't play video games, they'll be like, this sounds boring, but it's actually not. It's, it's, it's fun. It's it's simple enough that anybody can pick it up and play it and have a fun time. And they still give you that kind of carrot on the stick to have you keep playing. You know, I want to see what happens today. Because there's always something new that happens almost every day. So, I mean, it's still early on. Obviously, I, I picked it up on Friday. This is technically the second day or you know, of me fully doing stuff on it. Yeah, I guess um, you should explain that for people who have never played one of these games. It happens in real time. Yes, it happens in real time. So if I log in in the morning, it's it's daytime. You know, it's uh, it, you know they they go by the hemisphere that you live on, um, and which is cool. Which is something they've not done before. Yeah. So you can you, you know you can always set up your seasons and stuff like that. But now they actually just like oh well, where do you live in the world? Now we'll we'll make you the seasons you know the way it should be. So yeah, um, it's it's really nice. It's 
it's uh, they give you certain things to do each day. And then when you obviously log out for the day, when you come back the next day, new things happen. So like right now I'm working on um, building up my museum. So uh, the first day you don't even hear talks of a museum. Second day you start, the, uh, you get to set up where you want to put the museum on the island and then you can start bringing things to them, catching bugs, catching fish, uh, finding fossils in the ground, stuff like that. And you can turn it into the museum. Uh, once you get enough of these items to turn into the museum, he then builds an actual museum rather than just a tent. Eventually everybody gets a house essentially. Um, and you know, you're, there's tons of progress to do. So it's not just like, you know, making your house better or paying off the loan for your house. It is, you know, helping out the museum to get, let me you know, make it bigger or helping out your, your other animal neighbors and stuff like that. So there's, it's, it's very complex when you actually sit back and look at it and they do a good job of giving you just enough to do uh, each day to not get, you know, right, well, there's nothing really to do today. And then, but they also stop that progression enough to where, okay, I got to come back tomorrow to see what happens next. So it's, it's, it's very familiar if you've played New Leaf, but at the same time, they've added a lot to it. Tons of like quality of life stuff. So you can get like the, uh, the item wheel now, instead of going through your inventory and selecting stuff, you now kind of like oh, get a yeah, wheel. That's so good. Yeah. So you can just kind of yes. bring up so, stuff quickly. I also like the way that they've kind of split the island up so that it's not like before where you've just got a terrain that you have full access to. Now you start off with one small part of the island surrounded by lakes that you can't get over. It gets you kind of acclimatized to the, the way the game works and then it gives you the ability to, to get over these uh these uh to these other areas and from there you'll you'll find more stuff and i think that's quite cool um at the moment i don't have the ladder so i can't get up to higher tiered stuff but it it kind of gives you that incentive to sort of striving to do a bit more is to to see more of your own island yeah and like for the life of me i can't remember if crafting was in new leaf was this no. a new thing though so yeah, yeah you crafting is is new and it is uh again i think it's uh I think it's a smart idea considering what type of game this is to introduce crafting. Again, it's uh, allowing you to unlock these things slowly as you go along through these recipes that you find and then materials that you collect. Yeah. It's really smart the way they do progression in that game, because it's, it's not the fact that you have to wait the next day. It's I can't make this thing yet to get to where I need to go. So you know, just keep playing and eventually you'll get the recipe to make it yourself. So mm. it's, it's really interesting and it's really smart how they did it because, you know, obviously there's tons of people out there who would just power this game through and, you know, then it's all about just waiting for the holidays kind of thing. But, you know, it's, it's, it's nice how they've set this up. You know, like you, you can sit down and play 20 minutes and be fine, or you can sit down for two hours and still get a lot done. But uh, anybody have any questions? Uh, I only played to the point where you could save. So gotcha. I don't even know. I don't even know why I bought it. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it like that, Kim. But I, I, I was questioning. I was like, you. So you actually bought it? I think it's just quarantine zeitgeist. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tons of people are talking about this game. Yeah, like it's I, everywhere. I truly think that's what it was. And I, honestly, I think 
probably my son will dig it. Yeah, so I don't yeah. feel like it'll be a wasted purchase. I doubt that I get into it, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I can see easily the young kids who got into Minecraft who, you know, have never played Animal Crossing before will really get into this game. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see because he is a huge Minecraft freak. So. Yeah. <laughs> Better get ready. He'll be wanting all the Animal Crossing stuff you can imagine. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. But yeah, um, played some. Yeah, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. I probably put about four hours into it so far. Um, uh, I did not pick up Doom Eternal. Um, Don't I worry, do, I'll be talking a lot about that game. I really want to play it, but like, I don't know. Like, I've got other stuff I got to worry about. Can I talk about Saints Row? Embargo moved up. Okay. To Monday, I believe. But let me double check. So stupid to have an embargo on a game that came out in 2013. Yeah. Are you taking you playing the Switch version? Yes, I'm playing the Switch version of Saints Row Four Reelected. Yep. Says uh, you are free to publish coverage Mar- Monday, March 23rd at 12:01 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, cool. Then I will talk about that. Uh, I've put probably about two hours into it. It's Saints Row Four on the Switch. Didn't uh, Saints Row 3 come out on the Switch? Saints Row 3 came out on the Switch, and from what I remember, that had a shitload of performance issues. Yeah, when it first came yeah. Out. Well, I have not seen any in Saints Row 4. That's good, because yeah. Saints Row 3, from uh, this is such a weird thing to talk about. So Saints Row 3 came out on the Switch. Um, Saints Row 4 got remastered for Xbox One and PS4. I'm hearing that Saints Row 3 remastered is coming to PS4 and Xbox and now Saints Row 4 is coming to Switch. What? I mean, sure. They're not going to be able to do this next generation, so they might as well get it all out of the way with now. Yeah. Well, we'll see if they can't do it next generation. Mm. To be honest with you, I prefer Saints Row 3 over 4. Well, Saints Row 3 is kind of the pinnacle of that series, in my opinion. I, I think so, too. Saints Row 4 is fine. No, it's a good game. I've I beat it twice. I do like the whole you're pretty much super powered kind of thing. When by the time you've collected all the orbs, yeah. um, I do I do kind of like that. So you like yeah, the you can prototype crackdown. Yeah, I like the first crackdown. Yeah, probably like prototype. It's very similar to Saints Row. Oh, what is with you and prototype? Did you work on that game? No, <laughs> it literally plays like prototype. What do you want me to say? Oh, no. Prototype did not play nearly as good as these other games. I mean, Prototype felt like it felt like a budget game that was still $60. I think part of the issue is that we had already done so much in New York from, like, the same team and from the same publisher via Spider-Man and Hulk Ultimate Destruction and everything. Man, Hulk Ultimate just felt, Destruction is so good. It just kind of was like, alright, so you just took that map and now you have a guy with different powers. <laughs> and a sequel with a guy who hated fucking computers. Oh, God, that scene is so good. Why don't you tell me or I'll skull fuck the information out of you? Whoa! <laughs> that guy in the second game had some issues. He's great. I loved him. I got a button with a squiggly line on it. <laughs> the fuck kind of computer is this anyway? Oh, Lord. But yeah, so... Yeah. So is this just... 
Saints Row 4 doesn't include Get Out of Hell, right? No, no Get Out of Hell. Oh, um, that seems daft, considering it's meant to be like a, a remaster. They normally put all the shit in, don't they? Well, yeah. Get Out of Hell was like a standalone game. Yeah, right? they still could have put it in. It was included with the um, as a code, I think, in the PS4 version. I, I think, yeah, I thought they packaged Saints Row 4 remastered with Get Out of Hell. Yeah, I don't think it was on the disc. Yeah, they, yeah as a digital version. Yeah. So I don't think this is the remastered version, unless the remastered no. version is the re-elected version. That's what it was uh, called. That's, that's what it okay. Was. All right. So I guess it is then. I don't know. I I have not seen anything as far as here's Get Out of Hell. Yeah, it would have been a separate item because it's like a separate. It's like a what's the best word for it? Like a, an expansion. Old expansion. Expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 basically a crackdown game. I mean, you you can fly now, so who who cares? Yeah, it was. It, it's why ever get into a car? Yeah, the cars in that game are absolutely useless. <laughs> Here, yeah. we've given you a Tron light cycle. Why? Why would you? Why would you hand me this now? Yeah, I don't. I don't need that. I can just, just when I need when I wanted this, it was great. But I can run faster than this can move. Yeah, I can almost outrun the graphics. All right. <laughs> so uh, you probably can on the Switch. That's true. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this. Um, I've played both in docked and in handheld mode. They both look fine. I mean, granted, it is a 2013 game, so I would hope they both look fine. <laughs> um, I mean, you, know, you never know. Saints Row 3 ran like dog shit. Now, I haven't had any issues out of this one. I need to play some more then because, I, I, you know, so far, like I said, I only put like two hours into it. So It's one of those games where it's like you really need to do it. Like, we've all played Saints Row 4. We know what the fuck it is. Yeah. I'll tell you this though, playing a oh man, playing a shooter in handheld mode without a pro controller oh, sucks. It's bad. it's bad. Sucks. So I mean, you can play it in portable. You're gonna have a hard time. Yeah, I don't like holding the switch anyway, but playing a shooter portable, yeah. fuck that. I play most Animal Crossing portable, sitting on the couch while the wife watches TV. I play when my son wants to play Fortnite. I play on the Switch in the handheld mode. It is one of the reasons why I'm terrible at Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Not the exclusive reason, but one but of just them. one of them. <laughs> the reasons. Yeah. Yes. Exclusive reason is that we're all nearing forty or over forty. Yes. So yeah, Saints Row <clears throat> Four. It's Saints Row Four. It's an okay game. It's now on the Switch. So I wonder, you... do we know? Have they even said how much it is? I don't. I have no idea. I am curious because if that's more than twenty dollars, I feel like I get the feeling it's twenty nine ninety nine. I would love to know. I mean, it is like a you know a, probably a twenty hour game if you do everything. I, I don't care if it's a twenty hour game, Drew. It's fucking okay. Yakuza Zero came out on Xbox One this year, and it was the first game where it was like, oh, this is an old game. Wonder what the price is. The price was right. It was nineteen ninety nine. Okay. The Kingdom Hearts collection, however, on the other hand, at least on Xbox, it's fifty and sixty dollars for each one. You you can't go by that Square Enix tax, man. Well, of course not. But the last thing I think Saints Row Three, when it came out, was forty bucks on the Switch, and I looked at that and I said, "You got your goddamn mind." Well, once I find out how much this is, that will definitely play into the score of my review. Yeah, because because if they're charging forty bucks for this, nope. You can buy those games on Switch Xbox or uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC for like five dollars. 
And at the same, are probably better. At the same time, I did give The Witcher Three on the Switch a good score, and you can easily pick up The Witcher Three with all its DLCs for nineteen bucks. It's hard. Yeah, the Witcher price still bothered me because I can get the 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 complete edition on any other console for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, and I'm not saying the Witcher wasn't worth sixty. It was it's well not worth portable. 60. I, I, I mean, it technically is. I mean, I played it. You played it what? The The Witcher. I played it portable. He's talking oh, about the other versions. No, no, I meant on the Switch. Yeah. No, talking, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you. you that there's the tax that's there is so that you can play The Witcher Three wherever you want to. So that's forty five dollars in tax to play. It I'm not saying it's the right number. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying that's why it's more expensive than the other versions. I think I mean, it's I, also. I think it's also because we've we've you know these companies have tested the market and switch people will just pay it. No, no, no. That's you. You and I are saying the same thing. Okay. People. People people will pay it because it gives them a chance to pay it, play it portably. And because the companies know that they overcharge for them at the same time, this is the Witcher three with all the DLCs up against war. Up against so, what? You cut out. Well, this is with the Witcher three with all the DLCs going up against saints row four. So yeah, that's true. Yes. I would gladly pay $60 for the Witcher three. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the things that, like, has to be considered in all this conversation, too, is the fact that um, the $60 game has been so normalized. Um, And I'm not saying that $60 as the max for a game is good or bad. It's just that's what's been normalized. Um, So it's like everything that comes out at the beginning of its life is $60, regardless of the quality, regardless of the length, regardless of any of that. So it's, I don't know. I feel like that plays into everything too. When you're talking about not just replay value, but everything's $60 anymore. Like Call of Duty $60 and uh, the Witcher three is $60. This is true, but, and I may be misremembering this. And if I am, I apologize. Wasn't Saints Row 4, the re-elected edition on Xbox One and PS4, $29.99 when it launched? I don't know. I have no idea. That sounds about right, because I think I paid about 40 for it new. Yeah. So, if it's more later on the Switch, that would be that would be them saying, you know what, y'all Switch people will just buy whatever for whatever price. <laughs> yeah. Which, honestly, has not been disproven. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be uh, flippant or anything, but um, th- people have released old games on the Switch for expensive prices and sold them well. Yeah, and was it Tiny Trooper? Tiny Troopers, the physical edition, was selling for like forty bucks. I'm like, motherfucker, that game ain't worth three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and people were excited about it. They were like, Switch Core, motherfucker, I got Tiny Troopers. I'm like. Nobody cares if you have tiny troopers. <laughs> I say this as someone who uh, admittedly paid a Switch premium for the game that uh, I've been playing lately, which I'll talk about later. Oh, I'm <laughs> excited to hear about that. But the, this, the, the one that I got actually has additional content for the Switch, which is a little different, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So I mean, any, anything else? Uh, just Overwatch. Yeah, we'll talk about Overwatch later. I'm excited. Yeah, there's a few things that we can yeah. talk about with Overwatch. Um, one, one other thing, um, I finished up Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, the main game. Oh, have you, oh was that for I'm, Phoenix Down, isn't it? Yeah, that was for Phoenix Down. We're doing I'm, I'm the, curious of your, your perception of that game um, uh, and, and how different it is from folks who played it right when it first came out. So um, I enjoyed the game. I think the story is ten times better than the gameplay is. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I that game that game didn't really work very well as a stealth game, which it tried to be in some instances, sure. and it definitely didn't work really well when you were fighting humans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that the human fighting stuff is is pretty weak. Like the last boss fight, I don't know what happened. I think the game glitched on me. The boss just stood there while I shot it with one of those like machine gun things. And he yeah, just I died. Remember that. I remember that from the original version. You could definitely cheese that battle super easy. Yeah, I picked up one of those, um, uh, what was it called, Deathbringer guns. Yep. And just unloaded on that guy's face, and he went down from just doing that, and he was just standing at the top of the stairs not doing anything. Nice. So, yeah, I beat that game with ease. But I did get the uh, armor that, like, has a recharge on it. Yep. Did you, uh, do the, did you play the DLC? We're doing that now, so okay. uh, we're, we're, going pretty good. Th- we're going through the Frozen Wilds right now. We're going to do an episode for the, for it, and then we're moving on to Hearts of Stone. What's funny is I bought that DLC, and I have never touched it. You should play along with us, Ken. No, there's, a new, there's a new, um, new uh, robot enemy in the DLC that is pretty tough. I liked Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's one of those games that I had zero interest in going back to. I don't know why I bought the DLC, because I really didn't want to play that game anymore after I finished it. Yeah, yeah I, it, it was the opposite. I, I couldn't wait for more of it. So, Yeah, uh, Matt was like that. He was he was really excited. He had already beat the game. He did New Game Plus this go-around with Phoenix Down. and I mean, I, I feel like the open-worldness of that game got in the way of it. They were obviously there to tell a, a pretty good story, and right. I enjoyed that story. But when it came to dealing with the Sun King and all the human problems, I did not care about any of that stuff. I don't care about the people existing right now. I cared about what happened in the past. Yeah, right. And so I was just like, I I am, can't wait to be done with this guy who looks like Seamus. And just, <laughs> he does look like Seamus. He does. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I, I played through it, and uh, we're gonna get through that DLC and see what happens. All right, is that it for you then? That's it for me. We'll move on to Anthony, who has not played either of the big boy games. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's been a while, but I also was playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, like Drew said, I think that game is too big, fit like in the physical space within the game. Um, I don't mean that by like, yeah, it shouldn't be open world, but like, I think they could have scaled it back a bit and still done the same story. Um, I, I really like that game. I like that it gave you choices. I think the only time it really falls apart in gameplay was the fact that it would have to funnel you towards a fight. And like, once you are in a fight, like, the robots are smart enough not to pass through trip wires. 
that you set down in front of it. Unless you can get them to attack you and then move yourself through as they sort of um, track your movement because they kind of move in the air with you. Um, so, you know, then they kind of force you into head-on fights and, like, part of their system sort of dissipated. It was weird, though, playing this game after playing uh, Death Stranding, which was on the same engine, because, like, certain things, uh, particularly the snow and everything, it, it was like, oh, this is showing its age because clearly like I know that this is made on the same engine and the people sometimes look amazing and sometimes don't, which was never an issue with the uh, death stranding. And again, like I realize it's different team working on it, but it's just, it's interesting to see how far that engine has come. And it's like, that is a three year difference at least. Um, so I, I I did love that game though. Like the actual science fiction portion of it is probably some of my favorite. I put that up with like near in terms of story. Um, I haven't really played much cause I've been at work and stuff. Um, played more of the uh, devil dragon and Kunio kun collection. I'm trying to get through that uh, as fast as possible to uh, write a review for it. Uh, devil Dragon's still awesome. Um, fun, fun fact. I've, only ever played that emulated. I've never played it on an original NES. I have the Sega Master System version. I remember when I was a kid playing the Master System version and then going to the NES version and being like, holy shit. It's the, the Master System version, I believe, is more like the arcade version. Yes, it is. And the NES version kind of streamlines it and cleans it up a little bit. It is its own thing. So what's fascinating is I think... Um, the problem is, is like some of these games, like I said before, like have an updated mode where they for, sort of fix, they fix, uh, the game to not be constrained by the limitations of the NES anymore. So, um, Technos who made both Kunio, uh, or River City Ransom and, um, Double Dragon, uh, used like sprite flickering to actually get more sprites on screen at the same time. And so when you're playing an updated version, they don't emulate that at all. But what I found really fascinating was as I was walking, I didn't notice I was playing in the updated version first. And then I went back and started playing on the original. Um, and this was in Double Dragon 1. Uh, the scrolling of the screen is so smooth in the new version. And if you play in the original, it's this choppy. <laughs> you can see that. They, um, you can see the edges of the screen. Like if anybody's ever emulated an NES game, there's always like some weird artifacting around the sides. Yeah. Um, that would be hidden by a tube television. And so that doesn't exist in the new updated version, but they still have that in the, like it seems to be just a kind of straight ROM um, dump into uh, the game. Although they had to, um, because they updated some of the Japanese titles as well um, to have English, of course. And uh, so they did update the, some of those titles to not have that as well. So it, uh, the uh, flickering and um, glitches around the edge and smooth scrolling. It's a very impressive collection. I'm going to compare it to the original um, Japanese release because I know that that is a popular import, but I don't think it has the quality up versions. If I remember correctly, 
Um, but holy shit, Renegade is one of the worst fucking games. I uh, I played around by like unlike the NES where you only had the two buttons in the D pad and you couldn't you know um, change where they are. I tried changing the controls on Renegade multiple times and that game doesn't work. The Japanese version slightly better, but that's not saying much. That game is bad. Um, and then the other game that I'll talk about because I've. Uh, the only thing that might be interesting. I picked up a while back that Terminator Resistance game. It was on Super Sale for the PlayStation. Yeah, that's when I picked it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's not bad. That That's the first thing I'll say. Is it's not bad. I think asking full price was absurd. Um, it is clearly not a full price game. Uh, I was talking not too long ago about Homefront the Revolution. That's a better Far Cry clone. This game is clearly trying to be Far Cry, this Terminator uh, Resistance. Um, it's it, it it's okay. Like I think the issue is, is that there's moments where there's kind of nothing around because there's no animals attacking. It's just robots. And you aren't going to see the Terminators um, much uh, at first because you only have guns that shoot bullets. Like, you don't have, like, sort of laser cannon um, that can damage them. So, uh, the first part of the game is kind of like you running through the war zone that looks like the uh, future sequences from the first Terminator. Um, But then you get to a daytime segment, and it kind of looks like just post-apocalypse sort of stuff. Um, But what I do you have to uh, say is that I like that like you pick up junk that's your trading currency it just goes to currency they don't ask you to sell it uh you can o- you only can sell your like actual supplies if you wanted to so like if you want to sell ammunition to buy another type of ammunition that's what's sellable but they won't make you like sell all junk to the vendors um and the guns are surprisingly good to fire um, there's a little bit of sway in the aiming, but like they give you a submachine gun early on, and I found that the accuracy on it felt better than most submachine guns in other games. Like, sure, I wasn't hitting every shot that I took, but I didn't feel like I was um, outlining the target, <laughs> like the Clob in um, Goldeneye. Which I feel has been the standard for submachine guns for over over two decades now. Um, but it's all right. Like I just don't know who thought charging full price for that game, because like the dialogues, you know, very. Um, I mean, just listen to me talking about it. It's rougher than that. Like it doesn't sound very good. Um, the human models are jarring, like, it's not the best looking game, and it's not the best playing game, and I kind of wish this came out closer to 40 I think that's an easier price to handle. Um, I bought it on sale for 40 just because I was wanted to play it, and I was worried that it would disappear, because if I'm correct, this is based off of the original license, um, and not the newer one, which has, like, different models for some of the robots. Which is the reason why, if you look at the endoskeleton in like Mortal Kombat, it looks different than the one from the original movies because I think they're two separate licenses. 
Terminator's weird. Yeah. A new movie's pretty good, though. It's essentially Terminator 2. Retold. Yeah. yeah, well, you know what I have? Terminator 2. Yeah, so do I. I'm allowed to enjoy both, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the new movie just goes, remember how that happened? Yeah. Well, that didn't really matter, did it? Here's a new story that's kind of the same. Like, oh. Well, they they kind of Jurassic Park like, where like three and everything after three just don't matter. Well, I don't mind that three doesn't matter because three, they've said, doesn't exist. Even though I like three, I think three is fine. It's not as good as the first two, but it's fine. Um, it, my issue is that they literally, I don't want to spoil it, but they, they literally kind of say fuck you right in the beginning. Uh, all right, well. I'm okay with that. It's a goddamn movie. Yeah, I, don't take I mean, it seriously. It, it's not Genesis, so that's <sighs> yeah. I, I have more. Of, so, I have more problems with Salvation than Genesis. Oh, I think they're all bad. I think they haven't been good since. I, I don't think they've been decent since three. And I like this new one. It's my third favorite Terminator movie. The worst thing they ever did was cut out the sequence of Arnold. Uh, uh, being the model for all the robots. It's a cutscene from Terminator 3. You have to, everybody has to look that up because he speaks like somebody is clearly dubbed over Arnold. So he's got this like super like southern accent. It's it's amazing. It's 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 a comedy moment, but it's great. I just and really enjoyed. I just really enjoyed in the new movie when they played the song. In the beginning of Terminator 2 when he's scanning people for clothes. Da, na, 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 na. No, the country what? song. With a hillbilly music. Oh, it's was, uh, was a Guitars Cadillacs. On the bike. Yeah, oh, Guitars okay. Cadillacs. Yeah, he plays that song uh, in a new you. movie during a scene. I was like, ha ha. I was the ostrich in the family guy stand. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. All right, we're moving on. John, you want to talk about video games? Yeah, let me have a little uh, a little chat. So I played some uh, Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great game. I do like the changes that they've made. Like, the inventory management was always an issue, I thought, with the previous games. You're always forever having to kind of move shit about, like, especially fruit. Now it's more streamlined. You There is still... Um, a capacity, but that can be increased. Um, and once you've got it increased, it's it's not too much of a, a problem. So I do like uh, some of those kind of additions they've done. Um, online's still a bit weird, I think. Um, you can't just hop into anyone's town. No one can just hop into yours. You have to open your gates up at the airport. Um, also, like me and Laura both have a copy of it, and we were playing. We done some local online play so just over our own network but it doesn't recognize that i played online with us so i can't add it to my list of friends in the game it's just small you know nintendo can't do online kind of issues um nothing nothing serious um in all honesty um so yeah playing that uh that's uh, very good i played some uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So 
the review is up now, I believe, isn't it? Because that went up quite quickly. But that's um, yeah, that's uh, that's a great game. I love that game. I'm just, uh, I hope it's sold well. I hope it done. I hope it done all right. Um, I think it's great to have that kind of uh, quality RPG on a on a handheld, and because um, I I still think of the, the Switch as a handheld, and it's. It's amazing that the juice of that that thing's got under the hood, and the, to pull off some of the animations that it pulls off really, really well. It's it looks great, crisp, colourful, energetic, that kind of stuff. And and Tokyo Mirage Session does uh, does shine, I think, on the Switch. So I hope that done well. Uh, but you can read my review. I gave it a good score. Um, played some Yakuza, uh, which is the trilogy version, the um, the remaster that came out um that's uh d- looks really good um i i don't think i ever played the original yakuza's on the playstation because three four and five were on the ps3 weren't they yeah ps3 yeah, one and two were on the ps2 and and three four and five were on the ps3 um yes it it, it they, they feel a little bit like games of that era uh, especially kind of Japanese games of that era, but to look at it, you wouldn't really notice. It looked they've done a cracking job of of uh, scaling it up and and given a a lick of paint. It looks really nice. Um, I haven't really played much of one and two, so it doesn't do a fantastic job of telling you what's happened so far. You kind of get this cutscene towards the beginning. That, um, well, not a cutscene, there's a scene where you can go and you can go and pay your respects to fallen comrades before you leave, um, uh, Kamarochi. And it's, and he's having an internal monologue as he's sort of saying, standing at the graves. And it kind of gives you an idea of who some of the characters were, but it doesn't really tell you what's gone on. Um, I'm not sure whether I, need to know that info just yet but i think it would have been handy um but you know what can you do uh so that's fine um also i don't know whether i can talk about it actually can i talk about the other game i've got persona yeah reviews came out thursday Uh, okay um i'm also playing persona golden uh, not golden (laughs) Royal. 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 Royal um, cheese. <laughs> um, as soon as I fired that up, I got the feels. Oh, my God. Um, straight away, do they show you that it's got some new content? Um, if you have the feels, you should see a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably going to happen at some point soon. I got um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the music kicks in. They've done some remixing of the music, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, they introduced this new character um, straight away. Um, and the games, if you've played it, it starts off kind of halfway through the story. or It, it, it starts off in the third chapter, essentially, or third, you know, act of the story. And then you go back in time and you, you reminisce and kind of thing. Um, but it, it kicks off. It starts the same way, but it kicks off with this new character. You you don't know who she is. You don't know what part she plays. Um, 
and why she's there yet, which I'm sure you'll come across as you then go through the story from from the, the beginning of it. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I've not played a huge amount, to be fair, probably an hour, uh, sort of 45 minutes an hour. Um, but it's nice that they came out straight away. They've showed the, some of the new stuff. This is what you would expect because it's a big game. Um, and one of the things that I did have, uh, not an issue with, but one of the things I found slightly disappointed about the Tokyo Mirage session uh, remaster or the re-release was the content that it added was a little bit meh. It wasn't fantastic. It didn't really add much to the story. Not that it needed it. I thought it was a great story anyway, but uh, it didn't add a huge amount, just some costumes, a couple of uh, uh, support attacks and, and that, and a couple of dungeons. But uh, this looks like it's actually going to be, you know, built into the story. It's going to have a, a, a new character there for you to to take control of you. So that's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing that game again. Um, I forgot how good that game was. Um, and I think that's really, right, that's about it. I've not played a, a huge amount. Not, you know, I'm sure that will change in the coming couple of weeks. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's about it. All right. We'll move on to the Wombat who teased earlier. I did tease earlier a little bit, I guess. Um, so I most most of the the gaming I've done here recently has been uh, Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch, um, which, as mentioned, does have extra content compared to the uh, the other version. That's a great sad. it's a great game that one, isn't it? I've I've, I've enjoyed what I played of that. It's, yeah, it's very like, very good. Where are you in the story? I'm not very far at all. Okay. I'm probably five or six, uh, four, four or five hours in. All right, you uh, have like seventy more hours before you. Yeah, have no, I know. <laughs> I'm, um, in, I'm, I, I, I'm, um, I'm in the Mangle Grove. Is where I'm at right now. I'm gonna uh, tell you right now that, in terms of recent RPGs, that feels the most like the Super Nintendo era type stories. Well, especially if you play it on the Switch and you play the 2D version. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I wouldn't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, so the, the the Switch version has a basically you can play the entire game in 16-bit Super Nintendo style graphics, mm. um, and I started basically the way it works is when you you can switch at a church um, uh-huh. between ha between <laughs> uh, uh, 2D and 3D at any time. But it kind of takes you back to a prior checkpoint and makes you replay some stuff. Um, so I've decided basically I'm going to uh, wait and um, get a little deeper in before I go back and play some more in the 2D version. I did play through um, a, a big part of the beginning 2D. Um, and it's it's fun. It's really it's really cool to play it in the, um, the old style uh, graphics. But there's it's it's clear that the game was originally built as a 3d game and that the story was originally written as a 3d game um because there's some parts of it that just don't um just don't work in 2d um like i just as an example um there's a there's a in the the prologue like the very beginning there's a part where you're at the top of this mountain and you get attacked by a rock and ROC rock, not a rock. Um, 
and uh, it comes so flying being in. attacked and, like, by an Iraq Z. Yeah, it's true. Um, and uh, it comes flying in, and like, uh, uh, by the way, you have to be, I think, in a Burger King parking lot at one in the morning <laughs> to get attacked by an Iraq Z. Um, but uh, it comes flying in, and your character like holds up his hand, and a bolt of lightning blasts it out of the sky. And in the 2D version, it's just very underwhelming. Um, so it just, it doesn't it doesn't translate as well. Whereas I feel like if they had built it from the beginning as a 2D game, they would probably have handled that section differently. Because um, I'm is, curious, it, because they they technically they technically sort of did, but the problem is is that I wonder how it was done because originally the 3DS version that we never got over here had 2D on one screen and like a like a 3D chibi, version a chibi, of it. Yes, a chibi version of the game on the top. And so I'm wondering if that's just the same stuff as like I'm wondering if it doesn't have the same impact because they were expecting you to be watching the top screen at the time. Yeah, it could be. Um could be. But I've heard that if you switch like you can travel super quick uh-huh. in this game. Because you switch to 2D, you walk a bit, and then you switch back to 3D. Um, I don't, I don't think you could really do that because you can only oh. switch back and forth at the churches. Um, you can't. It's I'm, not just like a button press. Uh, okay. Well, I'm sure it's quicker if you walk in the two dimensional space. Uh, I, yeah, one, I'm confident but... that's the case for sure. Um, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's a Dragon Quest ass Dragon Quest game. Um, it's uh. Uh, I love, I love the fact that they still have all the Dragon Quest sounds. Um, like the the sound when you defeat an enemy is the same. The sound when you level up is the same. Um, so as someone who played uh, a ridiculous amount of the first couple Dragon Warriors on the NES, um, it's it's really it's there's a lot of nostalgia in those sounds to me. Um, so that's, that I love. Um, and I, I haven't played, uh, a Dragon Quest game since eight. Um, so it's nice. It's, it's not, um, it's not like I got, I got tired of the series or anything. So, um, it's been fun. The only thing I will say is, um, I, I question the, uh, English voice acting decisions, uh, in this game. So you okay? Ray Chase, who is uh, Eric the thief, yeah, who has zero accent, and then everybody else has like English accents. Yeah, like or Scottish. Well, I mean, I'm okay with the fact that there's like he doesn't make sense because he doesn't have an like an accent like everybody else does. The I'd rather them have the accent. And then them try to write out the accent as what they usually do. Because like even in the 2D games where there's no dialogue on like the DS, they are trying to write in Scottish. And that is yeah. brutal to read. Yeah, I just that my thing is I don't think that um the voices match the character design. Well wait uh, till you get to a specific character whose voice was so jarring I was like, I want to be done this quest. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I've kind of played back and forth in my head with switching to the Japanese voices, but I play in portable mode a lot and I don't even have like I don't even have the sound on. 
um, half the time. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to waste time. Uh, waste time is probably the wrong thing to say, but I don't know if I really want to switch it to Japanese voices or not for the you know 50% of the time where I might actually have the sound on. Um, but it's, you know, it's, um, it's really fun. One of the other big differences between the 2D version and the, the 3D version, uh, the 2D version has random encounters. So you can't see the enemies uh, on the map when you're walking around, um, as opposed to the 3D version where you can actually, um, you can not only see the enemies, you can uh, attack them in advance to gain an advantage in the turn-based battle. Um, that doesn't that doesn't exist in the um, in the 2D version. Um, so it's there's there's some differences there as well in terms of gameplay. It's not just graphical uh, differences. So, um, but yeah, I really like it a lot, and I, I know it's exceptionally long. Um, so I, I'm kind of counting on it being a game that I just kind of play uh, over time for a long time uh, versus something I try to power through. But uh, I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying it a lot. So um, it does make me want to um, eventually find another copy of Dragon Quest VIII because I really like that game a lot. Now um, I have one question: How does in 2D how do they do the stealth segment? Um, I haven't done the stealth segment in 2D. Oh, you're not very. F- oh, you only did it in 3D. Made sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't. Um, there's a uh, there's one later on, so if you're playing in 2D, um, you'll come across it. I don't know. If, I'm trying to think it, how many there. Generally, um, I've been playing in 3D. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go back and replay some stuff in 2D. Um, but generally, uh, I've been playing yeah, in 3D. I, I liked um, the world. I think that game. I even said in my review, like this is the prettiest Akira Toriyama's work has looked. But then Dragon Ball Fighters Z came out in the same year, and I'm like, "Well, this is the second prettiest." Yeah, even on the even on the Switch, it looks really good. Now I'm I'm playing in portable mode. I'm, I haven't played it on the screen, but um, it looks it looks really good. I know some people said you know the graphics are better on the the PS4 version, but yeah, but um, people also complained about the uh, soundtrack not being orchestral on the PS4, so. Yeah, you can switch back and forth on the the switch version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For crying out loud! What? What? Um, are you, what? Are, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not getting that reference. Every I, time someone I'm... says switch. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can switch back and forth between like a um, orchestral soundtrack and the other one. Um. And it, are, so it's uh, it's okay. got. Some... I was going to say it's got some uh, some neat um, some neat things that I, I imagine are are cool compared to the uh, the PS4 version. It sounds like the Switch version is the one to get then. It is kind I, of the definitive version. Yeah, but don't it, forget um, you'll be paying that Switch tax. You will be that paying that Switch tax. Now There's... I bought it. I bought it on. Um, uh, they had a big sale plus a coupon on it on Amazon when I bought it, so I got it for I think thirty four ninety nine on the Switch. That's but good, it's 20, but it's twenty bucks on PS four, so it's yes. I mean it was it was fifteen dollars more, but I thought you know what I'm not going to buy. I'll be I'll play it more if I have it on the Switch and can play it portably. There, there's uh, extra side quests too to do with your uh, companions, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if you're looking for eight, I'd suggest picking up the 3DS version. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's yeah. there's some interesting changes to it. So like if you've played eight before, I think I mean it's the same as the mobile port, so if you play on your phone a lot, that's available as well on there. Yeah, I thought about getting it on either iPad or um uh iPhone, but it's just so freaking expensive. Yeah, it's what twenty something? Yeah, and I can't yeah. get past that for that, a, I mean a, it's gonna be that price regardless yeah no i know if you buy the 3ds version it's it's gonna be at least that um it's a it's a good port though like uh they i believe they correct they they made the enemies visible like they are in the 3d parts of dragon quest 11 gotcha so and then there yeah there's a bunch of extra stuff done to that that game that uh makes the 3ds I, i can't say the definitive version but definitely different than the ps2 Gotcha. Doesn't look as um, nice, mind you. Right. So, um, other than that, I um, I played the um, I played Fantasy Star Online two. Oh yes. Uh, which is now an open beta uh, on the Xbox One, and uh, it is exactly what I hoped it would be. Um, it is Fantasy Star Online two, <laughs> uh, only on the Xbox One. It's it shows its age for sure, um, it, especially in the when you're like in the um, what do you call it in the like hub. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It it, it really shows its <clears throat> age, um, but um, it plays really well, and um, it's it's you know it's a continuation of Fantasy Star Online One, which is uh. A game that I played more than just about anything else. So um, it's fucking free, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. Is now they do um, try to get you for some stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, but I mean, just to to play for free is is really fun. So I think I think the free version of that game will give me what I want. One hundred percent. So I'm I'm okay with that. I agree. Yep, I agree. So, um, so yeah, I played, um, uh, not, not as much of that as I I probably would like. Um, but, um, I, I have played some of that. Um, and then other than that, I've been playing, um, old stuff, um, emulated stuff. Um, so I, I did go back and play, um, is this is you want to talk about on brand um i went back and played both bushido blade games um and i'm pleased to report that both of those games still hold up from a gameplay standpoint they don't hold up graphically it was terrible games look like Uh, shit now yeah but they play fantastically when i bought my dreamcast the first thing i did was burn the Dreamcast version of bushido blade oh yeah yeah Fuck that game is I, good. They really I, need to do something with that series. I, I don't understand how they haven't at least remastered, especially um, with online. Yeah, yeah. Just I, this slow one-hit battle, like this huge open environment. You know, oh fuck. Yeah, I don't. It's that's that's with all the remakes. Um, that are out there right now and remasters that are out there right now. It's it's almost mind-boggling to me that they haven't remastered this one. But we'll see what happens. So um, 
but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me. I haven't, I mean, other than playing some Fortnite with my son, that's really about it. All right. I cannot believe we've made it this far and nobody's talked about this yet, but did anybody else download the Resident Evil 3 demo? No, I don't care about that. Well, I know you don't. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end up buying the game, so. Okay. I, I just good. No, I'm sure it is. I, I I just like I don't need to sell like I did for RE2. Oh no, I didn't finish it. I didn't need to play the whole thing. I just wanted to. I, I wanted to see it. You know, like awesome. on my TV. Sure. And, I, I didn't. I didn't even download. Oh, it's oh, it looks so good. It's so oh, I can't wait to do more Resident Evil. And so yeah, I downloaded that. Checked it out. Probably played it for about ten minutes and was like, "Okay, yeah, we're good. We're gonna do this." It's not far off. It's like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, so. that's third. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for some some more Resident Evil. Um, uh, but I've played a lot of other stuff. I'm gonna go through the quicker stuff first before I get to the bigger ones. I uh, um, just say it. You're gonna go through everything and then leave Doom for last. No, because we didn't do a show last week, so I was supposed to talk about Ori, because uh, Ori doesn't get okay. no fucking love. And it oh, yeah. I, we, I downloaded Ori, and I still haven't even booted it up. <sighs> so I'm, I got I to gotta rant about that game when we get there. Um, I played the Mega Man Zero ZX Collection. I um, still have not picked that up. It is... It's good. But it's also a 3DS slash Game Boy game blown no, up on a 4K TV. Yeah, it's not even a 3DS game, unfortunately. It's a it's, DS, yeah, it's a DS game. game. Oh, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, We're talking about yeah. 256 pixel yeah. games being blown up on a 4K screen. Yeah, the s- sprite size. It, they're fucking huge. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know what they're fascinating. I get it. They want a lot of detail. It, Zero and oh god, Mega Man and Base, which is one of the worst ports. They need to scale that back just a little bit and make those sprites smaller. Yeah, this it's still good. Um, they have added a lot of like quality of life stuff, like checkpoints. Um, because if you've ever played those games, they might be some of the hardest Mega Man games. Ever they made. are hard as hell. I have the uh, the ZX collection on DS. And they are hard. Yeah, there, this, the, it has not changed. Uh, those games are so hard, but they added this thing called a checkpointing system, uh, where you can just run past the checkpoint, and then it kind of saves right there, or you can set down a checkpoint uh, that you want to use. So that makes it a little more manageable instead of having to redo the whole fucking. Life. Yeah, that's helpful. So those are nice features. There's a lot of you know behind the scenes stuff, artwork, galleries. It's pretty much a Mega Man legacy collection. They are the most stylish of the Mega Man games by far. Yeah, you definitely have to get used to it because it's like um, it's an evolution of Mega Man X is what it feels like. And then the ZX games take that formula, uh, add a few things to it, but then make it also into a I hate to say the word Metroid. Sure, yeah. sure. But uh, I, I, I'm interested to see if they do more DS sort of emulation because it's not terrible. I still want a collection on these new consoles that has 
Battle and Chase as bad as that game was. I really yeah. want a Battle Network collection. I don't want those games. Just make give, yeah, I'm not game. a I'm not a fan of those games either. But I imagine that um, I, I got a feeling coming. you'll probably get one of those. Uh, yeah. I I would hope. And I mean, I so a lot of people don't realize, but the Wii U was a really good place to buy like Game Boy Advance games because what they would do is they basically take all the features and just add them. So like if you bought Super Mario uh brothers three from the super mario advanced series they had all the e-reader levels which was impossible even in the emulation i believe there was uh not enough memory in the rom like uh so they did that and then with the battle network series which is where i have all the games even though i have them all in cartridge um they uh they made sure so all the multiplayer elements because you can't do multiplayer on the wii u of course um they made sure to give you everything that you couldn't get in that game. Cause they started doing like two versions of uh, each Mega Man battle network game. They gave you everything. So I'm hoping that they do something like that where they don't even make you switch the versions. They just figure out how to blend it all together. Although I think that'd be impossible. I think I you think were the first. Gonna... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say, I think you were the first person to say the word e-reader. In about a decade. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um, because I can't remember who found out. I was listening to some gaming podcast where somebody mentioned that the Super Mario Brothers 3 had the e-reader version. I thought that was just kind of, like, e-reader levels. I figured that was just known, but apparently not. Um, yeah. So. I, I'm I'm hoping for the... Uh, I'm hoping since, they, since they've made all this money now off these Mega Man collections over the last three or four years that... Um, They'll use some of that money to put out a Legends collection, and they'll make Legends three and oh. put it in there. <laughs> ha, ha, have I told the story on here? That was the reason why I bought a 3DS. What Legends three? Oh, I saw that. So I had had like a brief, like I'd never played Legends, but I was like, I liked Mega Man from like what I played on the Game Boy Advance, even though that was Battle Network. That's what really got me into the series. Um, and I saw Legends three in like a Nintendo Power, and I went. That looks amazing. Like that on a portable, like that looks like the type of game I want to play. Because even even the PSP didn't really have like action games that kind of looks like that. And I had played a bit of um, Legends, whatever the PC port may have been called. Uh, I had a bootleg version of that that I was playing, and I really liked Legends on the PC. And I was like, oh, I want to play that. And then it never came. I mean, we got that that one from Concept, right? The one that was supposed. To, oh, oh, <laughs> what was that I thing just, called? Project uh, Red? Red Ash. Red, Red Ash. Ash. Yeah. So can I can I just say that there's always people that go, "There's no job in the video game industry for people with ideas." That's literally all Concept is. Yeah, that's the, that's a play on the name. Yeah. Yes, he. It's computer concept. Yeah. He only he, they make ideas for games and then they leave it to, with the developer and like you know it, not a great track record. Yeah, they could. I mean, but if they put out a Legends collection, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas here. They could put <laughs> Tron Bon in there too, and all the misadventures oh, wow. of Tron. That would, that would be. I mean, I know that you can get the PS One version on PS Three for like next to nothing. Yeah, you can get it on Vita too. Yeah, but oh my god, that's that's a lot of money to own that physically. So that would. I actually great. sold my physical copy of that game. Good for uh, you. A few years ago. I hope you got money for it. 
I got a lot of money for it. I bet you did. <laughs> I did. It was still in the case, baby. Yeah, I got a lot of money for that, and I got a lot of money for the Mega Man X1, 2, and 3. Because I'm a guy that I don't care if I got the plastic cartridge, because I have X1, 2, and 3 on my fucking Xbox. I can just boot up anytime I want. Yeah, and with so, the new and with like the new collections, it kind of end up being the the version to play if the emulations. Exactly, and when I could get and you know are. upwards of like a hundred dollars a cart for Mega Man One X One through Three on Super Nintendo, I mean, like, not in I a would, box. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have traded them in when the original X collection came out for PS Two or whatever it was. Oh, I don't, I don't care enough about that stuff. It's like I'm not going to hook up my Super Nintendo to play these games. And also, in case Sorry. you don't, I mean, you don't know, you, you can play it on some other places too from cartridge. I just admitted to stealing a copy of Legends for PC, but that's cool. Can you just go mumble? I'm just going to mumble along as I'm playing. Them. <laughs> Fine. Hey Ryan, where were you playing your uh, stuff that you emulated? Uh, playing it on the original console with the original cart. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, I played some other stuff. Nothing to write home about, really. I I checked out Kona because it's on Game Pass. It's a weird game. I checked out The Surge too. Yeah, that game plays real good, but it's a fucking Souls game. I ain't gonna play that. Um. And then, you know, I played Ori um, a couple weeks ago, so I reviewed it, loved it, gave it a great score. So Ori in the Blind Forest is a fantastic game that I guarantee you none of y'all motherfuckers have played. I played Ori in the Blind Forest. Did you beat it? Yeah, I played it. I did not. Mm. I did not beat it. No, I did not these beat it. These games are so good, and people say all the time how good these games are, and they're on fucking Game Pass. Everybody has Game Pass. At least I know most people have Game Pass. You need to play these fucking games. They're so, so good. How many shit Metroidvania games do we get a week? Ah, Ori and the Blind Forest. likes. Fuck rogues. These nah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is so. If you haven't played the original, play that first. Because once you play Will of the Wisps. It's it, like Blind Forest is amazing. Will of the Wisps is revolutionary. It's so good. Um, the platforming it feels perfect. Um, the jump puzzles are so well tuned. Uh, this game focuses a lot more on combat and exploration. Like there's almost like a like open world style to it, where you can run around to these different areas and you'll see things that you can't reach, and it gives you that whole the big one for me was like Super Metroid and Metroid Prime of seeing things that I could go back to and getting excited to go back to those things. And Ori just does a fantastic job of that. And on top of all of that, the production values of this game are through the roof. Like it is visually stunning. And the music is just, it like sweeps upwards when you're, when like tense moments are happening and it's so beautiful. It tells a better story than most Hollywood movies, and there's like hardly any spoken dialogue. So, if you have not played an Ori game, this, I mean, you need to play the first one. It's on Game Pass. Go play it. It's, there are parts of it that are super hard, but it is never unfair. Um, and the second game is exactly the same way. Uh, it's a little longer than the first one. It took me about, I think, 12 hours to beat it. Um, 
and there's a lot more to find and collect. There's a whole new kind of skill system and, and uh, like these runes that you can equip that like they give you different abilities, which you can also switch on the fly by just holding the left trigger uh, and then switching them through a weapon wheel. It all happens very fast. You can do it mid move. Um, but just like the abilities that you get in this game, they're just, they make exploring that world super fun. And it's one of the games recently that I finished and I would want to go back and collect things throughout the world with like the new abilities that I got. And there's boss battles in this one, which are super interesting and fun, uh, except for maybe save the final form of the last boss. That's a little confusing and frustrating, but once you get it, it's not hard. Um, the checkpointing system is very good. When you die, and you will die, uh, it doesn't set you back very far, which is which is very nice. But no, Ori is one of those games that anybody who's ever played it will tell you you need to play it, and so many people kind of brush it off to the side that they don't play it. And it's just so good. It makes me wonder, that's one of the games that makes me wonder if the fact that it's on Game Pass and especially the second one, the fact that it's on Game Pass at launch doesn't make people overlook it. Um, you know what I mean? Because they think, well, it's out there. I can play it if I want to. They just don't. Without a rush. I, I don't, I, I really don't know because there's so many success stories of Game Pass of games that you wouldn't expect to be success stories. But Ori feels like one of those games that if you talk to anybody who's played it, they rant and rave about how good it is. But there are so many people who haven't played it. And I can get some of the reason for the first one because the, the first 20 minutes of that game is like up levels of fucking depressing. Yeah. It's, it's sad as shit. Yeah. But, I mean, they're so good as far as video games go. Like, they are, they are the epitome of what people have been, you know, when people were clamoring for a new... Symphony of the Night or Super Metroid. Like these these games are what you want. You need to play them. They're incredible. Um and not to completely shift gears, but I played a whole lot of fucking Doom. <laughs> and we'll start with Doom 64. So Doom 64 is $5 if you don't buy Doom Eternal. Um if you'd pre-order Doom Eternal, you got it for free. If you buy the Deluxe Edition, it comes with it. I, I don't know what the single-player DLC is going to be like for Doom Eternal, so I can't say that the Deluxe Edition is good to buy yet. Um, but Doom 64... <sighs> that is a game that I have not played since... Whoa, it came out in, what, 1997? I think. And if you've never played it, Every system had Doom. The Atari Jaguar, we joked about it before the show, the 32X. You know, the Sega Saturn, the PlayStation. And a lot of those were pretty much just Doom. The exception, of course, being the PS1 version. I was going to say, they're all kind of lesser ports of Doom, too. That's... That's I fine think, to say, but they all ran the same levels, the same structure. The only difference they're was... They're generally missing content. I think Doom on PS1 is a mix between Doom and Doom 2, correct? 
It is a collection of things. Yes, I think you can actually get the super shotgun in Doom One levels. Yeah. Um, also, it had different music. It was more moody and atmospheric than the... this. I think it might. Be, well, I think the Saturn and the PS One soundtrack. Um, even though the Saturn is more of a straight port of the first, I believe they both use the same soundtrack. They the may same as Doom sixty four, if I'm correct. Doom sixty four soundtrack is also very. It's it's written by the same guy for yeah. sure. Uh, and then it's the Jaguar version that does not have music, like at all. No, There's no I thought music. that was. Is it? I thought the Jaguar had like a fully instrument, like a full actual <laughs> band playing. One of the versions doesn't have music. Period. Yeah, I, I thought it was the Jaguar version because I know the 32X version has music. Then it's the Super Nintendo version that can't. Maybe it is the Super Nintendo version. Anyway, Doom 64 was an entirely different game. Not just in the visual aesthetic, which is totally different than all the other versions of the games, but like the levels. So another thing that that game was famous for was you couldn't see shit. (laughs) That game was so dark that there were parts of levels that you literally had to bring up the map just to walk through them because you couldn't see. Uh, they have fixed that in this version. They've also up it. it. Um, you can be safe in f- knowing that this port was done by Night Dive Studios, uh, the same guys that brought us Turok 1 and 2 remastered and are working on the System Shock remaster, I think. Is it out? No, no, so. no, no. They're, okay. they're, that's a full remake. They, they are the people that remastered, however, the original System Shock. Like, if you okay. buy the enhanced version of System Shock 1 or 2, uh, they're working on, I think, a, they have two teams. One is doing the new development of the new System Shock remake. And then the other one is porting, I think, they're going to be working on Shadow Man, I think, they announced. Yeah, that. Shadow Man is also, that's that. you're spoiling news, don't do that. Well, I'm sorry, Ken, I didn't know that was going to be news. It's a new, it's a new announcement, it's news. No, I can, man, I follow them on their Discord, what am I supposed to say? They are, they are very competent and they love the 90s. So this port is very, very good. And also of note, I've not played it yet, but there's a new level in Doom 64 uh, that ties it into Doom 2016. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. It's a Side whole note. new a whole new episode of levels. Side note, have you ever played the game Strafe? Not the new one, but the first person shooter? Yeah. Yeah, they, they are the ones that remastered that as well. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the kings of remastering. So... Yeah. This version of the game is very, very good. If you've never played Doom 64, it's a very good game anyway. Um, it was one of the the best kind of exclusive games you got on the N64, like that wasn't anywhere else. And it's a shame that it's taking, you know, 23 years to get this where people can play it somewhere outside of an N64 or, you know, nefarious means. So you should play this game. It's $5. You, there's no excuse if you like Doom not to buy this. It, it feels like the first real attempt to make a horror game in the series, and then they would later follow that up with Doom 3. Yep. So let's talk about Doom Eternal. In my opinion, the game of the fucking hour. Um, wow. This game is... It feels like a bigger, better, more badass sequel to a game that was already one of the best shooters that's out there. 
Um, I'm not afraid to put the stigma on this, that this might be the best first-person shooter campaign I have played this generation. Um, the level designs are absolutely stellar. They are varied. Um, the story is interesting. I didn't think I would ever say that about a Doom game. But 2016 kind of laid the groundwork, and this kind of takes it to a new level. It's big, it's dumb, it's stupid. <clears throat> you are the Doom Slayer, and the mythos around that character is just ridiculous in all of the perfect ways. Um, the combat is where this game shines. And now, having played recently Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 64, you know, Doom 2016, 2016 kind of introduced the whole micromanaging during combat, where if you needed health, you would do a glory kill. If you needed ammo, you would do, you know, a chainsaw kill. Well, Doom Eternal kind of takes that and makes it essential to the point where it almost feels like you need you need to plan out your moves like a chessboard. So when you get into a combat arena, you're going to see what kind of enemies you're up against. And you're going to realize that there's just enough fodder and there's just enough big enemies and your ammo is extremely limited. So you go into these encounters and you kind of plan it out. You're like, okay, I'm going to hop through this jump pad. I'm going to chainsaw this guy. I'm going to then pull out my super shotgun and grapple hook. Yes, there's a grappling hook on the super shotgun that you can like scorpion your way over to the dude, shoot him in the face, um, perform a glory kill, get some health. And one of the things that I've kind of learned further that I get into the game is that he has a new shoulder mounted cannon that, it's like a flamethrower. It's called the Flame Belch. And any enemy that you light on fire with the cannon, when you shoot them, they will drop armor. So a strategy that I've been using in some of the harder encounters is light some of the grunts on fire, you know, pepper them with some bullets so that they drop armor, um, get the big enemies into their day state, <clears throat> excuse me, so I can you know, glory kill them to get health. Continue to pick up the armor. Make sure your chainsaw's at the ready so you can take a couple grunts out with those and just kind of rinse and repeat this cycle, um, knowing which enemies you need to take out first, knowing which enemies you need to leave alive so you can gain health and armor and ammo from them. Um, and toss all that on top of the verticality and movement of this game. Imagine a Titanfall where you're not running on a wall, but instead you're double jumping, you're dashing, you're like swinging off these bars through the air and being able to take down multiple enemies just so quick and so fast that it almost becomes like your brain takes over and you just do everything subconsciously. Um, it is a ballet of destruction that I have not experienced in a long time and it is super satisfying when you accomplish it um almost to the point where it's so intense that the way the game is structured <clears throat> is you'll do a level you'll do an area and then you go back to what's called the fortress of doom which by the way is a fantastic name for the doom slayers home base and here you can upgrade items there's a there's almost an abundance of upgrades. So you can upgrade your suit, you can upgrade your guns. Um, 
you get these perk trees where you can pick if you want to upgrade your health, your armor, or your ammo capacity. Um, and in each one of these, there's one on each side. So imagine like a left and right. And when you get both of them, there's a perk in the middle. Um, for example, one of them is what's one of them. So the, the flame belch causes them to drop more armor. So if you upgrade this health and this armor, they combine to give you another perk. And there are so much of this stuff to find and collect that at first it kind of feels overwhelming. Um, but one of the things that I've learned by playing the game is that you constantly want to be kind of consulting your map to see where you're going, what you've missed, because everything is marked on the map. All the secrets are there. Sometimes you just got to figure out how to get to them. Um, I've started unlocking cheat codes, which are on three and a half inch floppies, which is fantastic. That's great. And it makes a point to say you can use these to go back to previous missions to play. Your progress will not be slowed, but any Slayer gates that you beat do not count with cheat codes. And what Slayer gates are, are essentially horde modes. They drop you in, um, they throw a bunch of enemies at you, and you need to survive. Now, some of them, there's also a secret encounter, which is very similar, but these are timed, and they usually give you like two or three enemies, and you got to beat them in that time. So all of this stuff works towards upgrading the Fortress of Doom, So in the Fortress of Doom, there are upgrades that are locked behind doors that you need to get batteries for. There are uh, keys that eventually will unlock this massive weapon. There are suits that you can buy for the Doom Slayer that he can can change into. Um, Anytime you find an album, it's on vinyl, and you can listen to it back at the Fortress of Doom. Um... In the bottom of the Fortress of Doom, there's like an area where you can go and practice your moves against like a, it's it's called the prison, where he keeps all the demons that he's killed up to this point. (laughs) So you can go down there and just kind of have like a run with no, no, you know, there's no, like if you die, you lose your stuff kind of thing. It's just so you can practice your moves. Um, But no, this game is absolutely outstanding. Um, The campaign is long. <clears throat> the visuals are incredible. The Mick Gordon soundtrack is just, it's visceral. Uh, it ramps up at the right time. It gives you that right kind of mood. The music, you know, settles down and gives you kind of a nice ambiance when you're, you know, when the battle's over. It's just such a good game. And I'll be real honest, I haven't even touched the multiplayer yet. I want to, I want to finish the campaign. Or I hop into the multiplayer, which I hear is called battle mode, and I guess you can play as demons. You can customize your demons too. Uh, the deluxe edition that they sent actually has the Dute Revenant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yay! Yeah, so he has like horns on his shoulders instead of rocket launchers. That's awesome. So no, if you enjoyed Doom 2016, you need to play this game. If Doom 2016 wasn't your thing, you might still need to play this game. It's that much better. Um, it easily shot straight to the top of my list as the best game of 2020 so far. I just think this game is just... It's so good. It's so, so good. But no, that's... That's been a lot of what I've been playing this week is Doom Eternal. So. There you go. All right. Being in quarantine, you need <clears throat> you need some video games to play. So go play Animal Crossing, go play Doom Eternal. But also, do you want to know what's coming out this week? 
Oh, yes. All right. Uh, we've got Blair Witch, assuming it's a physical version. Deep Sky Derelicts, Definitive Edition. Dissection. Dogurai. Duck Souls Plus. Duck Souls? Duck Souls. That's tremendous. Uh, Element Space. Freedom Finger, <laughs> which I'm actually playing. I can't talk about till Tuesday. Freedom okay. Finger. Freedom Finger. It is a horizontal shmup with uh, kind of Rick and Morty humor. Oh, and that's that's got, that's... I believe, a uh, soundtrack from Aesop Rock, right? I, I don't. I, there's, I can't talk about the game a lot, but every level has a song. It's almost like a music video. You see yeah. their name pop up before the level starts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I only know this because I follow them. I'm pretty sure Aesop Rock did some. They may have some tracks on there for sure. Um, but that's out this week. Moons of Madness. Uh, Odalis and Onikin are finally coming to PS4, including the. I don't, the, I don't know what that is. They're like one of them's like a Contra style game, and one of them's kind of like a. Oh, I don't know how to describe um, it. Like uh, Wizards and Warriors. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Oh, okay. They're like old eight bit style kind of games. Yeah, <clears throat> they were kind of on the. They were kind of like. Um, I want to say Onikin was really early on because I remember having that on a uh, on a, pro- a program called Desura, which was uh, yeah, yeah. DBs. It's, a, it's an old game. It hit PC first, then Switch, then Xbox, and now it's finally coming to PS. They're both good games. I've bought them. Because you can usually find them on sale for like seven bucks for both of them, and they're both pretty competent games. So, uh, Paper Beast. Here's something I never thought I would say. Colin Moriarty's podcast has a game coming out this week called Twin Breaker: A Sacred Symbols Adventure. Well, bully for him. Yeah, apparently it's a brick breaker game. Like Arkanoid style game. Okay. Uh, War Tile. Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Wow. Vamp- that game needs about three more subtitles before I take it seriously. And I can't tell if that's the same thing that's already out or like a new thing that's separate or is it an update? Like, I don't know anymore. I, I, I think Wombat will be the person that, that catches on to this movie. But do you remember when Yu-Gi-Oh! cards were big? Yeah. Holy shit. You know, you know my are... son my son actually has some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I felt like that came and went so fast. No, there's still like there's still kids in my <clears throat> uh son's school that play it. That's weird. It's a completely different game now too. Uh like, vamp- all the old cards are useless. Vampire the Masquerade Cotteries of New York. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, what is that for? Uh, I'm looking at PS4 currently. I'm pretty sure this is a like text. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of game or something. It's not a first-person game. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the reason why I was like, what the f- fuck are you... Like, what is this? I thought it was maybe a portal. Yeah, it's definitely a graphic adventure. Uh, Era Fell, Enhanced Edition. Borderlands 3, Guns, Love, and Tentacles. That sounds like an anime. <laughs> <laughs> Mecho-Rama. 
Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. The room. Oh, is that the Switch version? Switch and PS4. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I the remember room, that. The Room VR, A Dark Matter. Gigantosaurus, the game. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. No. Yes, those games are good. <laughs> no. I'm surprised no one made a, a The Room joke. Um, I don't. Just Tommy Wiseau walking around here. you in VR. You know, that is one of those things that I look at online and I'm like, this just seems fucking stupid and I'm glad it's, I don't get it. I didn't I didn't like that movie. Well, I don't like that movie, but I didn't appreciate that movie at all until I listened to the uh, audiobook of uh, The Disaster Artist. Wow. What a, what a fascinating man slash movie slash process. Um, just crazy. So the next thing I'm going to say boils my blood but there's control dlc coming out this week only, only on playstation 4 and the epic game store that's yeah, so on steam yeah is that no the game is not on steam and this dlc is not coming to xbox for two fucking months that's Why bullshit i thought we'd got past all of this apparently yeah. not maybe maybe they're just angry with microsoft still <laughs> i hate i hate Timed DLC almost worse than I hate timed games. Yeah, because yeah. it splits the base. Like you, you're giving people a chance to buy the original game on your system, but not the DLC. And who who does it benefit now? Because everybody who was going to buy the game bought it on the console they wanted to play it on or on PC, right? And now they're just fucked. They're not going to go buy the game again. And truthfully. Right. When this finally comes out in two months, are we still going to be like talking about this game? Because I don't know. There's you know Final Fantasy's coming out and fucking Resident Evil's coming out and you know Cyberpunk will be on the horizon. Yep. So I don't know. I I really don't like that practice. Uh, Bleeding Edge is out this week. Anybody going to try that? That's on Game Pass. Oh, that's the um. It's that's, Ninja Theory's four v four game. For Ninja Theory's what? Four v four, like kind of melee oriented Overwatch style game. Huh. I played the beta and I thought it was pretty fun. I don't know that I'll get into it, but it's on Game Pass, so it's like, why not? It is first person, right? No. No, person. so it's third person. Okay, I got you. Yep. yep. They have a good cast of quirky characters, don't they? It's it's just, dude. If you've played Overwatch, you will play this game, and you'd be like, "This is kind of Overwatch," because like everybody has a right bumper ability, and you know, an ultimate, and that kind of stuff. And there's not enough room in your heart for another Overwatch, is there? Uh, there's not enough time in my heart, John. <laughs> I play too much fucking Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We got bears can't drift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, that right, well, bears can't drift and it's got an exclamation point and a question mark so my question kind of, is are they are the bears driving cars and, bears driving car how can or, that be or, who is driving and, and then oh no bear is driving. driving how can or, that be or are these bears that are just running and they can't <laughs> drift while running oh, great question fuck, I want to okay so I've confirmed that they are driving cars sweet they, 
Yeah, and then the car will transform back into a robot and kill everyone inside it. Is there anywhere you can buy that digitally, by the way? I don't think so. I have the DVDs still, but I don't know of any place you can buy it digitally. I have the DVDs too, but who has time to dig out DVDs and put them in a DVD player? (laughs) (laughs) The Clerks Uncensored cartoon. Oh, Oh, yes, I have those. So good. The bear... Who is Who driving? driving? Bear is oh, driving. No, bear is driving. How can that be? How can that be? <laughs> All I remember is that they, the second There's episode. There's a fucking bee out by the dumpster. Judge, Judge Reinhold, Axel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> the second episode is a is all a flashback to the first episode. And they flash back to the same, why are we walking like this? Why are we walking <laughs> like this? And then, and then the stupid network decided to air that episode first. Yeah. God, that show was so good. I wish nothing. And the, and the nothing can kill the grimace. The interstitials between each episode on the DVDs. Yeah, there... <laughs> I I still think the funniest, uh, uh, not the funniest, but one of the funniest parts of that is how it evolves from Clerks was filmed in front of a live studio audience to Clerks was drawn in front of a live studio audience. Oh to shit! Clerks you was can... drawn by a live studio audience. You can buy it. You can? On Amazon Prime. Nice. Season Season one five ninety nine. So really, five dollars ninety nine cents for yeah, one season? That, that well that's what the, the Seven first episodes? season was what? Six six, uh, six, six episodes. episodes. Yep. Yeah. This is buy episode two. It's what definitely worth. It'd be great if you had to buy episode two before you could buy episode. You can buy episode two by itself for a dollar ninety nine, or you can buy season one for for five ninety nine. Uh, yeah, great. God, I, I so the, the name. Okay, so the name of the second episode is the clip show wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer and remember some of the great moments in their lives. Yeah. yeah. It's all the first episode. I love it. Um, the animators from that show would go on to do Kim Possible. That's so nice. It's the exact same art style. It's. Yeah, I'm it, gonna. I'm gonna have to buy this. Are you dreaming about your crappy jump shot again? <laughs> that that yeah. that the the courtroom episode is one of my favorites. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to brag, but I just bought it. <laughs> the, the final episode which is just people complaining it's called the last Dante, episode ever that's the name of the and Randall are, are sitting up at a table and I believe the, uh, all the questions are are you two gay <laughs> yeah so the, I, I just bought that yeah, yeah uh, that show underrated very underrated very underrated all right, back is, to there still, is there still no way to buy Aqua Teen Hunger Force all of it Digitally, or in, in any way. Well, yeah. it's all on DVD, and the DVDs are so weirdly like numbered that they're hard to collect them all. Yeah, it looks like Amazon sells it on Prime. Um, but just season one. You remember they were adding them to Netflix for a while, and then they stopped. They added every first season of every Cartoon Network thing, and then they just stopped doing it. Yeah. Looks like the only thing you can buy on here is season one. See? What the crap, man? I still have yet to finish my collection of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying one, two, three, four DVDs. These are all kind of things that I wish they would do more of, of, like, go back and get all these old shows and put them up on, like, 
Amazon or Voodoo or wherever and just let me buy them, man. Like, I've got all the DVDs and stuff, but they're in, like, storage. Right. And I, and truthfully, as much, you know, bad times as we've had in the past of disk drives and consoles dying, those are my DVD players. I don't want to use them to watch fucking Clerks animate. <laughs> just let me stream it, man. All right. Um, back to releases. Uh, Inops is also what? coming out. Whatever that is. Inops. I N O P S. What's it called? No idea. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, and then Children of the Zodiacs is also coming out. Uh, on the Switch, we have a lot of the same stuff we've already talked about. We also have Bug Academy, which I think that's a game Drew reviewed. Bug Academy. Yeah, it was like a wasn't it like a Galaxian style shooter where you're shooting bugs. Why do I remember you when I think of that game? I reviewed <laughs> a shooter like that, but it wasn't that. It seems very much like a Drew game. The Drew game, uh, Rhythm of the Gods, Color Grid, uh, Chaos Code, New Sign of Catastrophe, Dream Gallery, Grand Guilds. Jigsaw Abundance. Wow. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, Expansion 3, Fantastic Four, Shadow of Doom. Wow. Say that three times fast. I don't think I could say it one time. Slow. Uh, Necroworm. <laughs> one Step from Eden. Sin Slayers Enhanced Edition. Trailer Trashers. <laughs> <laughs> Wanba Warriors, Wingia, Copper Bell, Railway Empire, Red Out, Repressed, and Saints Row 4 Reelected. There it is. That's digitally. It comes out Monday physically and Friday digitally, which is also weird. Where are you buying it on Monday? Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could order from Amazon, uh, but then again, if you've ordered Final Fantasy from Amazon, you might not get it. Oh, wait a second, the news, baby! God damn it, I'm going to have to get it digitally, am I? (laughs) I, You know, I can't help, but like, I I have, like, that, I have a pantomime of me, like, as Smithers, like, watching all you people freak out because you can't get physical games, and I'm like, I went digital, I went digital. That that would be Mr. Burns, not Smithers, by the way. Whatever, I don't watch The Simpsons. Yeah, I well, only went on physical because the digital was a reference. I only went physical because it's like 15 quid cheaper than digital. Well, tough. You ain't going to buy it. That's the biggest thing that gets me. If they really want digital to take off, then they really need to make digital worth it. I mean, at launch, most of it's it's about not having to go out. It's about having it preloaded. It's about Because let's be fair, if you went out and bought a physical game, you ain't playing that for a couple hours. Nowadays, because you gotta install and patch it. That's true. So I mean, if it's digital, you can preload it, and guess what? At midnight, game is ready to play. No, you're not wrong. So uh, to talk about that, yeah, this pandemic has made it to where Amazon has kind of shifted focus, which is good, uh, to yep. more, you know, essential Important items. Stuff. Yeah. So they're not, you know, focusing as much on. Other things, not to mention that this whole thing has also caused production issues. I'm sure over the next 
six months we're going to talk about this because uh, we got new fucking consoles coming out supposedly right no we're not year. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see Square Enix had to put out a statement basically saying like hey the game is still coming out on the 10th but physical copies are going to be harder to come by because of production issues and of course well I don't know stores are closed uh, you know online retailers like I don't know if you most of you have Prime right yes yeah. have you ordered anything recently no. Yeah. Uh, yes, I ordered some cat litter. <laughs> it, it takes a while now. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is not two days right now. <laughs> I think we ordered a couple of things last week, and it took like four or five days before we got them. God, so, I tell you what, it's like going back to the dark ages. I know. How can we live where things are delivered to my house three days later than they were to go? Disgusting. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake... If you're looking to get it physical, your Amazon order, like I know a lot of people's Animal Crossing orders got delayed. Uh, they didn't get them on Friday. Some people did, some people did not. I'm assuming that's going to be that way for God knows however long this goes on. So. <sighs> Months. Yeah. And that's, yep. why I, that's why I struggle to believe that we're actually going to see the consoles this year because... It's not just about the the uh, supply chain, you know, the the manufacturing line, because China apparently is is, you know, they're not suffering in the same way that they are uh, they were when it started. But it's the rest of the world. It's you know, are we still going to be? Are we leaving the house in three months' time? You know what I mean? Uh, we don't know. That's yeah. what's, I think that's what's scarier than mm. actually catching the virus right now. And in all honesty, it's a fucking console. They can wait. Uh, the more important things, uh, people need to be safe. And, they, and I see these stories of people online, as not just in not just stupid Americans, although you know some of them are stupid, but also over here <laughs> where, where they are, you know, purposefully going out and in groups and just completely ignoring the advice of the government. The government, they're not the man. They're not trying to tell you this um to keep you down they're trying to keep you alive and it's annoying because they don't care about the other people in their lives that they could affect by by blatantly ignoring the advice it's, well, it's horrible. It sounds it's like someone's a government shill <laughs> <laughs> oh governor fuck i've been i've been ousted listen to parliament so uh, saith john listen <laughs> Funkadelic? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a big fan of Parliament. I mean, who isn't? <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's Like I said, I know people are tired of hearing about this thing. People are tired of talking about this thing. But let's be fair, it's going to affect everything in life for the entire world for the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, Regardless this... of whether or not we're stuck in our houses that long. It's still going to have a long-term effect. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get toilet paper till July. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing their quantity counts right now and siphoning that shit out like it's heroin. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to buy it on, buy it on the street corner saying some guy in a big long Mac opens his Mac up and he's got like toilet roll hanging there like from little little roll holders. <laughs> I, would, I would love such, to see someone overdose on toilet paper. It's such a weird... It, to me, it's such a weird contrast to see gas prices like the lowest I've seen them since I was yeah. like a teenager 
because yep. no one will buy oil. So it's not just me, because I was like, well, shit, this is the same price as when I started driving. No, like gas prices are ago. super low, but toilet piper prices on something <laughs> like, I don't know, Amazon are like $20 a roll. Yeah. Seven dollars. It was $7, $8 after tax uh, for, I think, six rolls. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shit's like fucking on-the-street drugs, man. That's the gig economy. <clears throat> the gig yeah. economy. Um, is Drew still here? Drew says he's offline. Are you still here? No, I'm still here. Oh, I don't know what's it? going on. Is he alive? I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? You keep cutting out, and there's like a real loud noise in your background. I don't know what it is. The real loud noise in the background is my wife vacuuming. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Ah, gotcha. Perfect timing. <laughs> Gotta vacuum all them coronaviruses up. <laughs> vacuuming. Jesus. Yeah. Vacuuming the coronaviruses up is my favorite. It's my favorite thing now. Let's suck them all up. <laughs> Get out of my house, coronavirus. If it's just a vacuum you need, we're okay, because we don't have to buy anything for that. We can just That's vacuum right. it all up. Uh, no, I, I everybody be running around like Ghostbusters with vacuum cleaners on their back. Hell yeah, dude. Sucking it I, up out of the air. I would buy three or four Roombas. I swear. Uh, no, I was, I was asking if Drew was here, because the next story is about Overwatch. So, the Archives event is going on, which, those skins are pretty good. Um, and uh, in the midst of all this, they've announced that there's a new character coming to Overwatch. Hero 32 will be the last hero that is released for the game before Overwatch 2 launches. She is a DPS character, uh, and she is currently in the PTR, and I'm assuming will be available... Very funny, John. Uh, (laughs) She will be available within the next couple weeks on the public server. Probably right around the time this event ends, would be my guess. That's what I assume, too. All right, thank you, vacuum coronavirus man. I I can't. I'm sorry, I I can't help it. I got you. I got you. That's funny. Um, One of the one of the cool things that that has come out of all of this situation that's going on right now is movie companies are starting to put out movies early. Yeah, uh, digitally. It's a neat idea. Um, So Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be one of those movies. It will be releasing on the 31st of March which I believe is almost two months ahead of when it was supposed to be available digitally. So that's pretty cool. People were begging for video games to do that, but video games are a little different than movies. Sometimes they're not even ready to launch. Yeah. Until the day they're supposed to launch. So there is that. Yeah, like, I, I find it, like, how bad is it now that like you got um, The Invisible Man, that one has just launched over here a couple of weeks ago that's now available and um well we should probably clarify that those movies are only to rent out to rent yes but and the prices are high they're not like a five dollar rent it's like a twenty dollar rental because yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you went to the theater yeah sure yes, sure no no no, yeah, no yeah, I'm, I'm totally I'm for that if the movie yeah. is that new like if yes. the movie came out within like the last month i i get it yeah, especially um, uh, especially when you think about like if you are watching this with someone else, it is probably cheaper than going to the film. Like yeah. I think it's really smart. I think it's a I think it's a well, actually, the, the best can... price point they that they can put it out at and still make money on. Yeah, they can't. They this, they 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 caught between a rock and a hard place. They can't. Yes, cinemas are now shutting. 
can't have your film out there. You're not going to make money on it. Um, this is the next best thing because no one's going to remember the marketing of your video, uh, your film in six months' time or whenever we can go back to the cinema. They've spent all their marketing budget. Get it out there, you know, while it's fresh in people's minds, especially if you, your films have good reviews. I mean, I think The Invisible Man's got quite good reviews. Um, so you get it out there while you can. But it's very strange. Like, Bloodshot is out next week, and that came out last week before all the cinema shut. I'm surprised they didn't postpone it, like a lot of the other ones have done, like with uh, Marvel and The Quiet Place and, and, and James Bond. They've all postponed them. I'm surprised, like, Bloodshot didn't, other than the fact it's probably really bad. Well, I wanted also... to see it. I wanted to see that. Sorry, I just wanted to see that movie, uh, and I, I'm not going to. I don't go to the theater anyways. And then I was like, yeah, absolutely not, because I was actually going to go to see that because I read the comics. Um, yes. Well, now you and, can just yeah. buy it. Yeah, yep. I will. <laughs> which is which is what I'm doing is uh, two of the movies that I wanted to see in the theaters are releasing back to back. Is Birds of Prey comes out this week, and then and Sonic. Sonic. Sonic comes out the week after. I wanted to see both of those movies and thought I was going to have to wait another couple months. Um, surprise, surprise. I, Yay for do, Corona. I do expect, though, that when this is over, a whole lot of motherfuckers are going to go to the movies. <laughs> I was telling my wife that we probably won't be able to go out to dinner for like a no. month after People because the restaurants are just going to be... Out. Yeah. yeah, they're just going to be packed. Yeah. So... Uncharted times. Can I make a weird prediction that's not related to video games? Which is I, mean, what sure. on this. I have a feeling we're going we're seeing it we aren't, but in general there's been a decrease in like constant, right? As we as we isolate more. Uh as soon as we all kind of burst out into the real world again, uh you're gonna see that number rise because everybody's yeah. gonna be going to like thing right now is and this has just kind of been my constant concern is not so much that stuff is closing uh i don't think that was the necessary uh right response i think we should have been limiting the amount of people uh, uh, like eb games we'll talk about after didn't doesn't have to stay open but like limiting the amount of people uh should have been done sooner and not just shutting down completely uh that way people can still work we work with lesser people and then we also have things open still because the issue is now in two weeks when people have been laid off, if they're not getting paid, we either leave them in the scenario they're in now and they get screwed because, you know, there are people that live paycheck to paycheck or we open up everything. Now everybody's being forced into the real world at the same time. Like we've spent, you know, decades in a, a vault from Fallout, and <laughs> we all just give each other like it's going to spread even worse because now everybody's forced out at the same time. Instead of letting people sort of go out at the in their own sort of time frame, everybody's going to be out at the same time. It's it's tricky, and, and I know that it's something that the um the, the British government have been trying to do. It's they're not only they keep saying the word flatten the curve, which is to do with like how fast and how fast and how quickly it it, it hits its peak, um, and that's what the whole point of social distancing and you know, um, you know if you 
vulnerable, keeping away from you know from other people. That's where that came in. Um, they were always in the mindset they can't have that second wave. That second wave is when everyone stays in, then goes out. The virus is still there, and everyone gets it again, or gets it because they didn't get it the first time. But it's the, the caught between the. It was an impossible choice. I because think what it, do you do? I think if you if we started limiting people. Uh, you can't I, limit I, I, people. Hold you on, can't... hold on. Just give me a second. If you start limiting people's ability to, like, oh, we are only allowing this many people into a store at this time or whatever, yes, people would get it. And, like, but you can't stop that fact right now. So you let people get it, get over it, and now they're probably immune to it, as that's how it usually works. Uh, I think so, yeah. And then. And then they can't get it. So now they're, uh, because we don't have a vaccine, they are immune. They are now helping other people not get immune or uh, not get uh, sick because they can't pass it on. The problem that you've got is that this doesn't show symptoms in everybody. So you could have people who have it who don't know they've got it. You've also got the problem that you can't test quick enough um even i know that you guys said the americans are slow to test even over here we're slow to test um the 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 amount of like per million people or whatever testing percentage is really low um in order for that to work you'd have to be able to test people on the fly which they can't do yet and also have you been out there you can't people would riot if you said oh we open but you you can't not all of you can come in people would riot i oh, went that's not that's that's not been an issue oh that's very we, much we, been an issue. We are, there are stars opening and saying like if you like we are open at this time but between this hour and this hour we're not letting anyone in other than seniors yeah so they but, open but, up the store that, and that's fine that's what they're doing over here. And they're also doing it for NHS workers as well. But that's that's not the problem. The problem is when you let the general public in. The general public, one, they don't practice social distancing in a supermarket when everyone's trying to get around the supermarket, right. trying to trying to basically hoard everything because that's how stupid people are. Um, so you can't practice social distance. But we've had... They've also been trying to limit the amount of things you can buy. So a lot of the supermarkets over here have gone with... You know, you can only have one uh, pack of toilet rolls. You can only have two frozen meat things. You can only have this, that, and the other. Um, And I've got a friend who works in a supermarket, and they have security on the door and had to eject tens of people for causing problems and being abusive to the staff because of this limit. But but civilization goes out the window as soon as something like this happens, where it should we should all be getting together and being responsible. Look at Black Friday. Civilization goes out the window for a two dollar toaster. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So the fuck you, that toaster makes some great toast. I know, Ken, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to kick that child in the face. Yeah, you'd have to beat someone around the head with it to get it. Um, He had the last one. What do you want? See, this is the problem: we are. As as a as a species, we're selfish, ignorant, and just um, we're still wild. And if our if we feel that our life 
our way of life is threatened in any kind of way, we will go back to those based instincts. And and I I mean, to the point where we've got like big electrical retailers here who have sold out of freezers because people are snapping up freezers so they can hoard more stuff. Wow. And it's wow. ridiculous. Yeah, the, the thing the thing it is here, and I got to keep reminding myself and my family, we're not America is not short on food. We're but short they, on we're short on people be, putting it back on the shelves and getting it there. But they, they don't understand. You tell them, and every broadcaster I've seen in the uh, since this is all kicked off, you know, uh, you know, the prime minister's doing daily things, and yeah, and that's happening here too. It's like they're saying, "Don't panic, buy. We have enough food if you just buy it normally," and no one listens. No, you can go to the drive-thru and get some chicken nugs. It's fine. That's fine. As long as I'm going to I want to apologize that we're going off on this tangent. because I mean, this is what's happening really, in the world right that's, now. I was I mean, just about to say that, like, I know everybody's talking about it. It's just, it really is just this. I mean, I've, I've thought about it kind of like 9-11, because, like, that changed the world, like, to this extent. But I don't think it had nearly as much impact on the economy like this does and, and everyday life like this world. does. And yeah, and the world, you're right. I mean, the it's world just, did, I mean, did, did change, but it's just like this mm. is so different because it's not something you can even point at and go, that's the problem, even if yeah. you're wrong or right. Like it, it literally is this thing you can't see that just. Yeah, it's is. not like a terrorist. It doesn't pick and choose. It, it doesn't have morals or values. It is just a virus. And um, because of that, there's no sense to it. And again, you're right. Like, there's no sense to, to 9-11. But to some people, it was sense because the deluded people it. believed it was the right thing to do. This is, this has no sense. You, yeah. There's no, there's no, um, no one's safe. In, the, in actual fact, it's the, the, there are people at risk and, like so, there are some people who are at higher risk than others for for, and it's 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 scary. It is, and it's not as if you have to be in a high rise building to get it. It is incredibly scary that this affects possibly anyone um, in the world, and that's, that's except just... the people that live out in the woods that no one talks to. They're safe still. <laughs> for some reason, the preppers were right, and that's never the preppers. Yeah. Want to admit. No, there will be a TV show about this at some point. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will yeah. be. Uh, Honestly, yeah, the, the, the only thing that's changed for me is I can't find toilet paper. Everything yeah, else is no, the that's, same. That's a, that's a big thing for us is we can't. I've, I've, okay, a man, paper. I've moved to the, the shit shower. Uh, <laughs> ah, the nice the bidet, giving yourself a bidet. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> you wait till you're going to take a shower and then you. Take care of it so that everybody else in my house has the toilet paper that we have. I don't know about that. I got to have some sandblasting going on to get everything off, man. Uh, I mean, I feel like this conversation wow. is this conversation is taking a very dark turn <laughs> towards towards the asshole. Yeah, Drew needs a uh, Drew needs some fiber in his diet. It sounds like it, it does. It definitely does. Nice Let me feed you down there. You'd be all right. Uh, you know, speaking it of me, it bothers me that you can go into the aisles. Uh, not fine toilet paper, but for some reason, wet wipes still there. Yeah, we have some of those. Yeah. I, I uh, just... Not here. Oh, okay. Well, not over here I, either. Literally, walking. Well, it might it might not be now, but back when this first started, we got a few packs of those. Before and I was just like, "What the fuck are you monsters doing?" <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why there's 
plenty of some food and not plenty of other also, food. Also, if you really have to go that bad, find a towel that you don't like. <laughs> like fuck. If you're like, I can't take a shower after every time. All right. Oh, there's plenty of diapers. Just if yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't. I, none of it makes any sense to me. The toilet paper rush, like why that was the first thing on everyone's mind. <laughs> it's like, so like so guess I what? If you're starving somebody, to death because you didn't buy any food, you're not going to need the other stuff. So, so, so somebody pointed out that I want to say it was my boss at work. People don't generally stay at home, right? Everybody goes out to work, so they take shits at work. <laughs> so they don't actually know how much toilet paper they need. I mean, so that's they bought a bunch of toilet paper, but it all it took all it took was like you know, a couple people panic buying toilet paper on mass and then like the next person goes, "Oh god, <laughs> they're buying all the toilet paper." I, I need to buy, buy toilet paper, yep. and then it spirals out of control because that's like I have people in my family. That's the reason why they were like, "We need toilet paper," and I'm like, "No, you don't. You just bought a bunch." And I'm like, and I have 18 rolls myself, and I don't use yours. So <laughs> don't, don't give them your location because they will come for you. And they I'm like, come. I'm like, you don't need. <laughs> they have more a very paper. particular set of skills. <laughs> you, you, know, like, you leave the toilet paper at the door; they will not search <laughs> you out. The literal response to me was. If everybody's buying the toilet paper, how when am I going to be able to get toilet paper? Like, you're going to restock. Everybody will have so much toilet paper they don't need anymore, and that's when you go and buy toilet paper like a normal human being. I, like, I what, my, what if they don't? What if everybody goes and buys that? Because I'm like, well, this is just literally a spiraling out of control situation, isn't it? <laughs> my favorite comment that I made about this when I was talking to my wife about it was, she was like, you know, when are we going to get toilet paper? I was like, when are we going to get toilet paper again? I was like, I don't know, but when this all ends, this Halloween, there's going to be a fuckload of mummies. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to be sitting on excess toilet paper like, oh, I can do an easy and cheap Halloween costume. I'll just go as a mummy. There you <laughs> go. That's, the fun fact is, is Laura and I have been going through and in season five, uh, Dean gets transported to the future, basically where the end of the world is. And he's talking to one of the characters there, and he says, hey. Cord toilet go, paper. Cord yeah. toilet paper like it is gold. And I'm like, huh, how topical. This was made in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, a, a new story kind of revolving around the situation that's going on. Uh, as everybody knows in the world, every sporting event has been canceled. So ESPN has resorted to showing professional sports players playing video games of their sports <laughs> and commentating on it like it's a real sport. Really? And, char- and yeah. charging you full price like it's a real sport. Apparently, uh, I've seen basketball players do it, hockey players do it, and today FS1 is airing NASCAR drivers playing a NASCAR video game and commentating. That's not surprising. Uh, I've listened to a podcast where somebody is a fan of that, and apparently they all do simulation training anyways. So, That's I don't know if how the NASCAR game is, is is as good as their simulation, mind you, but uh, yeah, I think F1 might even be doing it. That's funny. That's insane. Uh, yeah, let's move on. We're already deep, but I mean, this is this is good stuff. I mean, what? It ain't nobody going nowhere, so you ain't got nowhere to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, next that literally console. sounds like a hostage situation. Like, That's like right. you don't you have anywhere else to fucking be. So, <laughs> guess what? We're gonna talk some shit. Um, PlayStation Five 
um, specs revealed this week, uh, which was supposed to be, I'm assuming, their GDC conversation. Everybody logged in like they were going to see Mac 3 or something. Uh, instead, they got to hear Mark Cerny talk about a hard drive for about 50 minutes. So, yeah, and he sends you to sleep. I mean, he could ASMR me any day. <laughs> that dude's voice could, like, lullaby me to sleep. It's crazy. I was, um, everybody keeps talking about this stuff, and I, I mean, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, you know, what the hell's a nope. teraflop? Nobody yeah, knows like, what any of stuff is. It's just an imaginary word that they make up to to just attach a number to to make one thing sound better than another. Yeah, and right now, if you look at the specs side by side, the Xbox Series X looks a lot more powerful. But apparently, Uh-oh. it's not about that. It's well, here here's here's my prediction, John. You want it next yeah, year? I... Next year, when Call of Duty launches on. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, they will both run at 4K 60 frames per second and be damn near fucking identical. Yep. <laughs> so play where you want, because Call of Duty I'm... is also cross-play, so who cares? I'm, all, I'm all Yes, but who's getting that. the maps and DLC first, though? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I just, yeah. This stuff is so stupid. Buy where you want to play. Yep. Yep. And just this technology, Buy where your friends are and where the controller is that you like the best. This technology in both of these machines means we're going to see some super interesting fucking video games. And that's yeah, what you but, should be focused on. At, at this point, it's all about, in the short term, it's all about exclusive launch titles for me. And which one has the exclusive launch titles that I care about. Yep. Uh, the one thing that did come out of this, though, is that the rumors about uh, complete legacy backwards compatibility were pretty much debunked when Sony couldn't uh-huh. even guarantee that every PS4 game would work on the PS4. Oh, they got some shit for that, didn't they? Yeah. They worded it very poorly. Yeah. They At did. first, and we thought guess... it was only going to be 100 games. Yes. And that, that was <laughs> that was like, I could already see the pitchforks and torches. Uh, it's, I can see their point, uh, but it's not as if Microsoft haven't been doing this for a while now you know they've worked on their backwards compatibility from when they first introduced it and they were always had that plan that everything would just work going forward and you would have thought Sony would have been on that sooner and so these things were ready and didn't need to be checked on an individual game by game basis that to me is the weirdest thing in the yeah. span, yeah, in the span of fifteen minutes of that happening, I heard it's only going to be a hundred games at launch. Then it's going to be all games. Then it's back to a hundred games. Now it's we'll see, but the, the bulk majority of them should work. Okay, that's but the, what the Sony's official statement is that the four thousand plus games should work but we need to test them to make sure. So, obviously, Life of Black Tiger is the only one you need to worry about. I mean, Um, mean, that is the game. Yeah. Uh, But what we do know is that it isn't going to be like Microsoft where everything just works. works. And and not only that, but Microsoft is so far ahead of this that they're like, hey, you know those old original Xbox games? We're going to throw HDR in through machine learning and it's across the board. Those games are going to run at 4K60 and have HDR even though they never did. Yeah. Isn't our technology cool? And PlayStation's yeah. like, I don't know. We'll test it. It might work. <laughs> I don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to start some sort of console hating war. No, it's stupid. They, it's... Yeah, 
it's you play where you want to play and, and you say it's exclusives that are the main thing now because i think yes they're going to play near identical no matter which platform you get it on but it is it's this sort of stuff that's going to make the launch of these two consoles not interesting but also incredibly frustrating because for times where you want to be celebrating gaming all you're going to see online is is two bunch of fanboys going at each other for no fucking reason yeah that's that's the problem i mean as the resident you know sony pony here (laughs) i myself is picking up an xbox series x that license was revoked a long time ago yeah as soon as you said bad words about a naughty dog game you know, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know how I ever got the stigma of being a Sony fan. I worked for a I worked for a PlayStation website in two thousand seven. That'll be it. I mean, sure. Exactly. Sony never never forgets. What is, what do we got with this PS4 Life? What? PS4 Life. Oh, PS4 Life. You, got, you, like, right. the, you like you like that? Ah. Ha uh, ha. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh. but, I don't know. I I'm getting a Series X because Microsoft has proven to me that with Game Pass, mm. it's pretty freaking great. And that's yeah. the thing is that it's not you get all those exclusives because you have Game Pass. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, you talk about yeah, the, but I have like, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it, it is true. But they also put other stuff on there that's big, you know. All of Bethesda's games have made it on there. Fuck was it? The Witcher went on there. Grand Theft Auto Five went on there. Okay. Um, uh, the Outer Worlds was Outer launched, Worlds launched on, on there. there. Yeah. Yeah, but that's first party now. It is now, but it wasn't then. It's it still true, isn't. But... Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I just speaking, I guess you're correct. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the the thing that gets me is that like when the Series X launches. I mean, I'm going to have a full library of games I could play on it without spending a dime except for what I've already been paying. And I also like that they've committed to only making you buy the game once. I still haven't heard Sony say that. Like, I so will I have to will. buy another version of Ghosts of Tsushima? Like, to oh, get for the next, the updated yeah. version? Yeah. Yeah, because you know they're going to re release that game on PS5. Of course. Sure They'll release all the Uncharted's on PS5. That's what I'm saying. It's like. Get ready for way for more me- Last remasters. Of Us, Last of Us remastered. 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 Are they going to make me pay for that, or is it just going to be a free upgrade? Like what Microsoft is like. If I buy Halo, let's say Cyber, like Cyberpunk's a good one. It comes out in September. I buy it on Xbox One. I get the Series X version when that launches. Yep. Right. So, do I get that on PS4 to five? They have not said. And that's that's a concern for me because I want to make sure I'm getting the best version of the game without having to... Because I've spent a lot of time this generation because this has been the remaster generation, baby. Yeah, big time. Every game has come back in some... I mean, what? They made a fucking remaster of what was that? High the Tasmanian Tiger or something? Not Mass Effect, though. Pissed about that. Well, it's EA. We didn't get Dead Space either. No, true. I just, but yeah, you can't I think play those games on Xbox One. That's another thing that is really big for me is that there are, what, 600 backward compatible 360 games? Yeah, there's a ton. That's a lot of games, and they're going to start this back up once the Series X launches. So they're going to add more. 
Do you think- so, so all the 600 360 games that are now backwards compatible will work on the Series X? Yeah. Day one. There you go. I mean, that's, that's insane. That's, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the fanboys can say, well, yeah, you're playing a 360 game. Yeah, but <laughs> I still got games I don't have to buy again. Yeah. And if you ever want to go back and play them, you can play yeah. them. Exactly. So, like, that time you got an itch to play, I don't know. Oblivion. Oblivion. You can go play it if you own it. There you go. Don't go back and play that game. I like Oblivion. I don't intend to, but, you know, I played Sonic Generations this week. You know why? Because they gave it to me. Yes, I did. That's a good that's, game. That's got a 4K update, and it looks so good. You know what I think would be quite cool right now, bearing in mind that Everybody, everything that we're going through at the moment, we've got a couple of launches on their way. This is next generation isn't going to be about the box you've got under your TV. It's going to be about the services that you, you pay for. I reckon that they'd, they'd go real far to give everyone a month free of Xbox, um Game Pass. Just say, look, you know, you're all at home. Have a month. How much good publicity would that be? It'd be huge. And I think it would be huge if Sony announced that they're going to start putting their first party games in PS Now, now that it's affordable. No, they're not going to, though, are they? Because no, I, I, I'm God starting to... four, isn't it? Four? Yeah, and t- two and t- months. It's like two years old, dude. Yeah. And it's only, it's limited. It's like, it's your own no. fucking game. You put it on there and you leave it on there. You don't put it on there for two months. That's ridiculous. Yeah, all first-party games should just stay there. If you want to do it like a year after it comes out, okay. But they'll take it off. That's just absolutely crazy that they don't... If either they're the Sony of old, the ones that made the PlayStation 3 because they're back in a winning position and they're getting cocky, or they just don't understand how well Game Pass not only is doing, but looks, how good it looks, and how poor PlayStation now, even with the price drop, looks next to it. Yeah. I have PlayStation now, and I need it to be improved before I decide to keep it. I bought a year, and I... But and, I, and the thing is, is I have no question I will keep Game Pass. Yeah, and also you have to bear in mind that come um, xCloud, all of those games that are on Game Pass, if you've got a Game Pass subscription, are going to be playable on your phone or your tablet, streaming, as part of that service. No extra cost required. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because as we've seen during this, though, <clears throat> Streaming only platforms are not going to work because I don't know if it's happened yet in the UK, but I know a lot of these streaming services are having to downgrade their quality right now because yeah. too many people are using yeah you, YouTube and um, although oddly with YouTube it's they're they're making it so that it plays in standard definition by default, but if you go into the video you can change it to HD, but you just have to manually do it as opposed to automatically. But Netflix have also downgraded their bit rate because of the traffic in Europe. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to, this is going to be a real interesting test of how sort of stable all of the internet really is. Well, we saw Stadia go on sale for $99.99 last week. That's still doing, is it? It's still going, is it? It's just still there. They just added, I don't know, some Tomb Raider game from 2013, I think. I don't know. Oh, what the one is that the one that um, Square Enix have, are now currently giving away for free on Steam? It may be. But yeah, you can stream what? it, John. Fucking gives a shit. <laughs> All right, let's do some let's do some tweets and then we'll get out of here, so everybody can go back to staring at a wall. I'm not leaving the house. 
Excuse me. Uh, Real Shogun Beat says PS5 versus Xbox Series X can be summed up as turbochargers versus superchargers. These next systems are really making it tough to stay a PC gamer. The value is amazing. And even at $500 to $600, it's still cheaper than any video card for those same results. Mm. Yeah, the whole ray tracing things looks cool as well. Yeah, bearing in mind that at the moment, only like the 20, 2080s or whatever they are, 2060s can do that shit. Uh, and they're super expensive, those cards. It, it, it's getting cheaper to. It is. It's, I can see the point. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about this, but the way it's looking. Series X could be five ninety nine, which I think is commercial suicide. Truthfully, I yeah, I, I just I that needs, and I know why they're 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 waiting to see which one blinks first. But the price is going to be everything on these, and you can have as many flops as you want. If you are a hundred dollars more expensive than the PlayStation, people are going to stick with the PlayStation. That's uh, people make it about Microsoft's practices and all that last gen, but that hundred dollars I think was the biggest. Yeah, to that puzzle. Yeah, you can't be a hundred dollars more expensive than the PS5. You can't. No, no. no. So it is going to be interesting again. That's they're playing chicken at the moment, and and it'll be interesting to see who comes out first. But yeah, um, that's my only worry is that how much these are going to be because I I'm not I'm not paying I'm not buying a six hundred pound console. No way. I've done. I did that once with the PlayStation Three, and it just wasn't yeah, worth it. I did too, and then uh, like an hour later, I was like, "I'm going to go play 360." Yeah, it's just not <laughs> worth it. And it's like, uh, but who knows? We're, again, we are in uncharted territory when it comes to things like the, what's happening in the world, and that could change the price of all sorts of things. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if we all get our stimulus checks in America, we could just buy both of them with that. What's a stimulus check? The government sends us money. Universal basic income. Something that I won't get. Why won't you get it, Drew? I didn't get it the last time. Really? Yeah. Huh. George Bush said, it. fuck you. What was the... The last one was like $500 or something. It's 800 yeah. Was it 800 Yeah. When yep, was they, that? Uh, 07, Actually, maybe? I think it was... Yeah, it was... It was... Two, it was um, it was 2008. It would be I after that stock market, after the crash of the, yeah, I think yeah, it was financial crash. maybe 600 now that I'm remembering. Hmm. I think I got it. I don't remember. According to this one, they're going to give it to everybody. So who knows? No. Send us a check. I'll take it. Well, it's, I mean, over here, it's, it's crazy stuff's happening uh, in the fact that the government are going to be paying companies 80 percent of the staff's wages to keep stop them from laying them off which is just crazy yeah over here they're trying to i think tax our taxes have been pushed back to july um and i think they're trying to get student loans payments to stop until for two months i think is the only thing that's actually happened yet as far as the universal income, yeah, thing. they're still working on coming to an agreement on the what they're going to do on the yeah. package. Yeah, I just hope the people that really need it do get it. Yeah, because there are people who have lost their jobs who cannot pay their rent. Right, uh, and I don't know about you, but I've gotten pretty much an email from every one of the credit companies, basically saying like, "Hey, we get it. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to shut your shit off or take your home right now." <laughs> So. Again, um, although we didn't 
discussed we didn't discuss this in the news because of the, the whole GameStop thing, but it's times like these that people will remember what the companies did. Oh, absolutely. Can we can we just quickly talk about that? The, like GameStop not wanting to close because they think they're essential. So so no, not even that part. Did you see any photos of stuff happening with GameStop on Friday? No. Photos, no. Cool. So in Toronto, Ontario, one of the flagship stores had a lineup of people outside waiting to get Animal Crossing or Doom. That looks really... And let me tell you, once the news covered that, they shut down within hours. I, I, I do kind of feel sorry for them in the fact that this happened in the worst week. This is going, the two of the biggest launches this year. I mean, I've got a real strong feeling Animal Crossing is going to be the fastest selling Nintendo game. I just, because it's everywhere. And Doom obviously sells loads. And it's like, that's a week all the shops shut. But this is not how you do this. That you mm-hmm. can't. You you can't and again the whole thing with GameStop doubling down and telling employees to hand letters to state troopers when they come to shut them down. You are doing this wrong. You are really not looking good at this. Um and I feel sorry for them, but that's life. I mean, games this is gonna kill GameStop, I think. This whole quarantine and the fact that their name is mud right now. Poor Reggie, man. Uh, he's not going. I don't think he joins now at this point. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I saw Best Buy sent me an email, and this is the way that you do it. They said, order it online, pull up to the store, call us, we'll bring it to your car. Fantastic. That's but the again, way it should be done. It's, it's those things. And that smart companies, yes, they're out to make money. They all are. But the smart companies do it in a way that benefits their customers. And dumb companies do it only see their bottom Line, and hey, you can hey. tell the difference. So, a local game shop that does not deal with current games is purely retro. Um, they are delivering within the city. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they quickly took photos of their stock. It's not the greatest way to <laughs> see if there's stuff that's on, but they just threw up a bunch of photos and said, "Look, you want anything? Here's a, we'll, like we will work this out, and we will get you your stuff. Here's the times we will deliver in." Um, and I was like, wow, that's not what I'd expect. But yeah, they uh, want to keep that going. Um, a record store that I go to, they have, um, th- they've made it so it's like, because they sell games as well. Uh, if you order anything over $15, the shipping is free. We'll just ship it to you for free. Yep. I got a, we ordered a pizza yesterday and there was a note in the app that said, do you want us to just leave it at the door? Yeah. So that's, we that, just- that's what. Ken, for uh, for you and I, the uh, governor just issued a stay-at-home order. Really? Yep. Just breaking right now. Awesome. <laughs> well, you guys are definitely staying at home. And it's quite funny. Yeah, gonna... We're used to this. We're, we're fine. We can stay indoors and play video games all we like. <laughs> so other I, guess, uh, I guess I'm about to load up that Grubhub app now. Well, depends on whether they consider fast food uh, or restaurants to be essential businesses yeah i guess so wow, learn to I cook think... sucker oh we got plenty of food we, we got food we're good i know i'm just making fun 
All right, let's do the last suite and let's get out of here. Uh, David says, the main selling point of the new systems for me is that loading speed at which I can play. I don't know much of anything about teraflops, but I know I want to get into my games faster. Mm, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff that, with that. the uh, Xbox sh- uh, show Digital Foundry, um, like the switch in between games, how quickly that was and how quickly like uh, State of Decay 2 loaded up on the X as opposed to uh, the Series X impressive stuff i mean that's going to be a real game changer my only concern is that this new format that they're using for consoles the nvme um how expensive is going to be for external storage because it's you know they say if you're playing an xbox one game or a 360 game that can be stored on a an external drive that's three point uh, 3.0 external drive fine and that that's no problem but for games that are running on series x has to be stored on one of these and you want storage we all know what microsoft did with the uh proprietary storage of the xbox 360 that's going to be expensive yeah they're all going to be expensive i saw um playstation basically saying don't go out and buy drives because we don't even know which ones work with it yet yeah, yeah. So it's crazy Crazy, you know. but again this stuff will get ironed out i'm sure before before they announce launch dates and stuff have sure. they announced the storage for the Series X? It's a terabyte. Uh, terabyte. PlayStation is still, 5 is 875 gigabytes. I still <sighs> think it's crazy that it's a terabyte in this day and age. But again, yeah. keeping the costs low, I don't know. I still don't know how PlayStation went down. Um, like, th- yeah. theirs is 875 gigabytes. Like, why would you go smaller? They didn't show the box, did they? No, no. they didn't show the box. I'm wrong. That Series X looks stupid. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Oh, I think it's cool. It, Except it, won't, it, it won't fit now because obviously I've got my uh, my TV unit where my consoles are. It's um, their lay flat style of holes. So the Xbox is not going to fit very well under there at all. So, I, so it's not, it, you can't lay it flat? They've already said that? Yep. You can lay it's, it flat. No, it's um, the whole point is that the heat rises. So it has to come out of the top vent. So no, the they've said specifically you can lay it on its side. I, mean, yeah, makes, okay, I understand what you're saying. It makes sense, but yeah, they said you can lay it on its side. Oh, yeah. well, it's not so bad then. Yeah, you can lay it on its side. You don't have to stand it up. I just want to know if there's going to be a green light in there because no, it's cool. not a light. It's a piece of plastic. <sighs> God damn it! That would have been so cool. Well, maybe it would have been cool until you were standing it up and it was flashing a green light on the ceiling. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give that. <laughs> Yeah, the the uh, the light bar on the PlayStation Four controller. Yeah, fuck that it, thing. It still creeps me out sometimes. Like, what is that? And it's like, oh, you see it in the reflection in your TV when a screen goes black. Yep. Yep. So weird. And Horizon Zero Dawn has horrible loading times. Yeah, a lot of games this generation. Yeah, I watched that Series X presentation. K2, and the only thing it told me about that was that State of Decay 2's loading times are fucking terrible. Yes. <laughs> now, I've never played State of Decay 2. That made me convinced that I have no desire to play that game. Yeah, like I sit there watching, I was like, it took a little while to load on Series X. Holy shit, Xbox One X. God dang. Yeah, it was um, going from, what was it, 20 seconds to 1 minute and 18 or something? That's crazy. Yeah, that's like- God bless America, man. If your game takes longer than 30 seconds to load, you probably should be doing something. Anyway, that 
That is all the tweets. If you want to tweet us at A4G Podcast, you want to shoot us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. I did check the box before the show. There was nothing there. You want to email us next week? You want to check it again? What's that? You want to check it again? I I can, if you'd like me to. You said you checked it before the show. We tweeted a lot. I mean, why check the email? No. The, the, The tweets I've checked just now. Some people, got, some, some people give me an email right before the show. I checked the email. There's nothing in there. Okay, fine. Nothing in there. Come on, guys. Everybody's, I don't know. Playing Animal Crossing. Watching yep. Netflix. Got Corona in their fingers. Trying, trying not to get the rones. You they're, wanna... they're, they're vacuuming <laughs> up the Corona right now. Yeah. There's, a, there's a new thing on Netflix that, holy crap, my wife just finished. And it is amazing. Is that I that tiger thing? The Tiger King so, thing. So I, I binged that last night. Holy shit. That shit what is, is it about? Fucking, it's about a dude that owns a tiger zoo. Zoo, thing. but there's a whole lot more going on in this shit. Holy oh, crap. Okay. This is insane. I didn't go to bed till 7 a.m. this morning, Drew. I could not stop watching it and <laughs> I finished it. It is so crazy. Oh my god. I watched the first episode and I went and I yelled at my wife. I was like, you gotta start watching it. Gotta have you watched? Watch have you watched? Don't fuck with cats yet. No, I have not. Holy, you need to watch it too. Is that good? It is insane. It's rough. It's crazy. But uh, what that, is that about? Uh, Luca Magnata. Does that name ring a bell? No. Okay, so mainly a Canadian known case then. Yeah. So it's a dude who up. All right. I don't want to spoil anything because they do such a good job of ramping stuff up. The dude posts videos to the internet doing pretty obscenely things to cats. Oh, okay. And it goes into some crazy stuff. It's basically about these people who started like a Facebook page saying, let's find out who this guy is. He's, he's a spoiler. Just say it. He's killing cats. He's, he's murdering cats. Yeah. Okay. And it, it just goes bonkers. It's them and, trying to find out who he is. And, and they're good at doing it. They are That's very good at doing it. Scary about it. Mark, um, start watching that along with the Tiger King. Oh, the Tiger King, man. That thing goes places. That's like, insane. I lived, I lived during the Luca Magnata stuff. That and, happened in uh, your city, right? Uh, damn close, yeah. yeah. Did you, did, did you watch, you watched the Tiger King thing, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I remember when that shit happened in Zanesville. Do you remember that wombat? Um, the guy that let all yes. the fucking lions and yes. tigers, that's in this documentary. Oh, yeah. is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And they, one of the guys in the show was running for president. Oh, God. Oh, my God! That I, guy? Yeah, yeah that I remember, guy? I remember oh. the, the campaign stuff. That was when we were watching. I was like, how have I never heard about is this he- guy? Is, am I crazy? Is he not gay, like gay too, or something? Oh, like he's big. oh boy! You okay. need to watch the show. <laughs> yes, he's like I'm gay. I own tigers and guns. Like and I'm a redneck with a mullet. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh man, yes, some weirdly extravagant name too. Joe Exotic is his Joe name. Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. 
I think I'm going to watch this tonight. Oh, <laughs> it's insane. It's seven episodes. The Don't Fuck With Cats is only four episodes, but the, the Don't Fuck With Cats is fascinating. It is I'm, insane. I watched I'll, the first I'll, episode. I'll, I'll be on quarantine for like 12 weeks. I've got plenty of time. Yeah, I literally, I was like winding down last night and I was getting ready to go to bed and I watched the first episode of Tiger King and seven hours later, I'm like, I really need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched that whole thing. I have not done that in a long time, but I could not stop. I needed to know what happened. The thing is, is that everybody in that Tiger King show is insane and horrible. There is a dude like, in that show. I, I don't, I'm not going to spoil everything that happens in there, but there's a dude in that show that was basically like fucking Tony Montana. Yeah. It's, I mean, they, they claimed that it was that they based Scarface on him. Yeah. So and he runs a tiger farm. He runs a tiger farm. <laughs> it's it's freaking insane. Wow. Oh man, this shit's crazy. God, that show is insane. You gotta you gotta watch. Anyway, let's wrap up the show. Get out of here. Wombat's already gone. Uh, Drew Phoenix Town. What's next? Uh, we're gonna do the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon, and after that, Witcher Three: Hearts of Stone. Well, you guys should be able to do it on a timely fashion now that. Uh, You'll have some free time. That's I don't think true. any any of the th- like any of the three of us have time for the next episode. And like after that, like Drew still got to go to work. I'm going to work. Yeah. See, I don't uh, like Matt yeah. says he was going. To work I, I'm gonna tell you this right continue. now, and I don't want to make any promises, but I'm going to do my best that now that we're all in quarantine, and especially if what Wombat said was true, we are in a stay at home uh, rule. I'm gonna reach out to Gambus. Get him on the show. Like, can do show. any. You can't do anything else, right? Yeah, get him on here. I mean, anyway, if, he's, if, if, he's still, if he's still working in security, he's probably still having to go to work. Yeah, but he on Sundays he didn't come to the show because he had church and then he had a D and D group. Okay. So if he can't do those anymore, he can get on the show, Gambus. Yeah, and then you know, if he can't make like the next couple, that's fine. But then like he's, he's got something to talk Focus. about. Hundred. He's got something to talk about. He's playing playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Everybody stay safe. Stay home if you gotta. Do what you gotta do. We'll get through this. We will. Wash your hands. Wash your motherfucking hands. And just remember, if you run out of toilet paper, your neighbor probably has some. So break into their house. (laughs) Alright, we out of here. Peace, Richard. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.
Killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.